This world shall know pain. Almighty push. Welcome to the Blur Buffet Podcast. Hey, how you doing, folks? I'm Brian. And I'm Mother. Collectively, we're known as two funny ass niggas. <laughs> what the fuck? You know what? Keep it in. Yeah, right, keep it in. No, no, no. That's because, uh, you know, you know, you know the phrase first world problems." You know, there are real world problems out there, right? People who are famished, lack of water, lack of resources, lack of housing, and here we are. You know, whatever. First world relationship problems. He's like, Brian, you gotta stop chewing bottle caps. I'm like, well, I could be having an affair with men, or I could be chewing bottle caps, you know? You know what I'm saying? Because it's all the same. You know what I'm realizing sitting right here? I see the tube on the floor that has RDC World poster. Nah. And like all this shit that I put up, and I did not put that up. Oh, well. Wow. We'll put it up eventually. All right, folks. Right above the light switch. They burned it. Damn, okay. <laughs> Uh, all right, folks, it's going to be a very, very, very good episode, you know what I'm saying? Uh, one of our few non-anime ones, but hey, our relationship started on sitcoms, uh, it poetically may end on sitcoms, you know what I'm saying? Uh, not planning anybody's death here, but you know. It sounds like he's planning my death. Oh, <laughs> uh, Lord, 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 that's funny. Okay, so. We could just break up. I don't know why we jump straight to death. No, we could break up. <laughs> nah, man, divorce is so expensive. Anywho. How? How is it expensive when you're both broke? I know, right? Anywho, uh, so... the are big- getting no alimony. Alimony? Okay. The big three of uh, sitcoms. Debatable. It's not like the big three of anime, which is not debatable. Um, we have Friends, How I Met Your Mother. You know, low-key Scrubs not in there, but Scrubs is just... If you ask me, Scrubs is better than both of them. We're not talking about the last season. Season 9 does not exist in Scrubs, or 10, or whatever it is. Whatever. The gas leak year. Same thing with season like 4 and 5 of Community... Everybody has their fuckers, right? If you ask me, uh, after once Monica and Chandler get together and friends, that's it. Uh, like, I, but they weren't in game. Huh? But they weren't in game. I know, but that's when the show like, oh, okay, boo. Let's we're just waiting for Ross and Rachel to never get back together. Why do we care about Monica? I and still Chandler? cared about Joey and Phoebe, which didn't happen. I also still cared about Monica and Chandler. I didn't care. I, I liked it. I didn't care about it's that. Nice Monica. Okay. You just don't like Monica. I don't anyway, like Monica. It doesn't matter. This, this is not what we're talking about here today. Today we're, ta- we're we're attacking three mediocre ass white men oh, with too much goddamn oh, confidence. Hey. This is what we're doing today. We're attacking JD from Scrubs. What? Uh, fuck. I I, I, distra- I distracted myself. <laughs> Ted from How I Met Your Mother. And the 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 uh, what's the word that means like the the. The start of it all, like the foundation. The origin? Yeah, the origin of the insignificant white man trope, Ross from Friends. Oh, Lord. Ted, Ross, and John. They're all the same. <laughs> they Oh, well. They're all the same. They all get the happy ending in the end. And I, they don't deserve it. I would only. Well, here's the thing. I would only argue, aside from JD the. JD deserves it. I would only argue, besides for the ridiculous ending, which. I, which I did not, while I did not hate the ending of How I Met Your Mother, I would appreciate it if Tracy did not die. It was a situation where we didn't meet Tracy towards the end. So it never was like, hey, will they, won't they? That was the only difference, right? So, 
Yeah, that's true. But my problem is, is that they remember that the the first episode with Tracy that focused on her that made her the the protagonist of the show. Yeah, I infinitely liked her better than Ted. That for eight seasons I've been watching that show. Mm. Season nine, they give Tracy her own episode, and we're following her, and she's so much better of a main character. That I'm just like, how fucking dare you? I could have been following her this whole time and I wasn't. Ugh. Hot tick, you may not care. I don't know if you've seen the movie. Andy Sandberg and the chick who plays Tracy is a better couple than Ted and Tracy. Is that is that list? I'm not mad at it. It's just funny because Andy Sandberg is just a funny white man. But anyway, so that's the right way to be a funny white man. Ain't nothing funny about Ted, JD, or Ross. Okay. It's just kind of pathetic. Uh, not not really off topic. We're talking about Andy Samberg. You prefer Andy Samberg's role in Brooklyn Nine Nine or a little cameo in fucking Parks and Recs? Well, he, he, he like he's like the he's like the loud screaming uh, punch Brooklyn Nine Nine. He was like, hey man, you know what we gotta do in the park? Uh, you know, <laughs> fucking Andy Samberg, ridiculous, right? But Parks and Rec was a good show. Has yeah, zero mid, rewatchability. Mid. That's why it's mid. That's Zero. why it's missed. Zero there are lots of things that I've watched and enjoyed that I just don't you want talk to ever about, watch again. You talk about people don't deserve love. Tom Haverford, whatever his name is. I think it's Haverford. What, he knows who he is. Yeah, no, he does not nah, deserve love nah, at all. Not at all. I mean, ambitious as fuck. Give him credit for being ambitious. Sure, whatever. But love... That's the wrong way meh. to have ambition. Man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the wrong way to have ambition. Okay, so uh, we'll probably, at the end of the episode, we'll determine who was the worst out of the three male, three men, correct? Uh, Ross, JD, or Ted. Um, so let's just start off with friends. Let's go up in chronological order. We have friends. Uh, we recently... Uh, did, did we watch an episode about Ross's... Uh, Ten times Ross is a terrible person. Was that an episode that was just on, or it was just for JD and just for Ted? What if we couldn't find one for JD? It cool. was Ross and Ted. Oh, okay. Well, no, I think Ross. I, I think it was just for. Uh, that was just the top twenty relationships outside of the friend group and friends, as they didn't have a Ross wor- right, worst right. moments. They okay. should, because the boy knows they can feel a hundred with them bitches. Okay, so 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 so, so 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 let's get it started, right? I hate Ross. Uh, <laughs> there there was a quick little timeline. Uh, that was a hold on. Let me pull it back up real quick. Cause there was a timeline of Ross's relationships uh, that uh... anyway. For those of you who haven't seen Friends, Ross he's a paleontologist. He works as a professor at a, at a university or research at a university. I'm not quite sure. Well, he winds up teaching in the later season, so he might have just have always he works at a museum and then he works at a university. That's what it is. But he, he has a cool job. Reasonable job. He starts off the show married to his wife, finds out she cheated on him Uh with another woman. So immediately, right off the bat, that's a huge blow to any man's ego. Not only did your wife find relations outside of your marriage, but she did it with the opposite gender. Personally, Brian, if you were going to cheat on me, I would prefer to be with the man. I'm just saying. Is it because, like, there's nothing I could have done? There's nothing I could have done, and I fuck with that. Like, ain't nothing wrong with me. It was something that I could not give you. Thanks. I appreciate that. All right, I understand that. Because with another woman, it's a direct comparison. What is she, does she have a better pussy than I do? I don't want the idea of thinking that. I don't want it. And then I just start looking at myself in all the ways that I can't be that. 
or wondering what the mm. fuck am I lacking rather than just I simply don't have a penis. You know, you know, if one of you like, what's your I ain't gonna have, Brian? Oh shit, you ain't got a penis, my Yes, <laughs> I fuck with it. Bring them in. Uh, Let's be buddies. Uh, no, I'm talking about the girl. Yeah, the girl I'm messing with has a penis, and you don't, my friend. Cool, bring her in. No, 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 no offense to people of that uh, particular. Uh, what would you call that? Persuasion. Sure, persuasion. Yeah, I guess persuasion. Cool. Okay, but now I pulled it up. So, quick timeline, folks. Ross and Carol got divorced. Easy peasy, lemon squeezy. Julie, the little, not, not sorry, not, not Lloyd. After isn't. lusting after Rachel, one of our other main characters and friends, yeah. he decides, you know what? It, it's just never gonna be with Rachel. Let me go on this trip. See what? Like, he wasn't going on a trip to find love. It was yeah. a work thing. Right. And he connected with another researcher in the same field as himself. Yeah. So Julie's still in the way of Rachel Ross. That's point two. Point three is Rachel and Ross finally become a thing. The scene at the diner of uh, Central Park after hours, right? Great kiss, great scene. And, great scene, and, and then the, he proceeds to fuck it up. Yeah, this is where the the the, the, the part of controversy comes in, right? Rachel, Rachel has been a waitress at a coffee shop for a while. Ever since she she got cut off by her parents because yeah. she didn't because she ran away from her marriage. They're trying to make her be a responsible adult. Mm-hmm. Sure, fine, reasonable, all those things. But she finally gets on at Bloomingdale's. Yeah. And she fucks with fashion. She likes it. It's her passion. It's what she loves to do and indulge in. If you can make money doing that with your life, go for it. Ross is threatened by her job initially because she starts working later hours. She's not as accessible to him. He can't just go out for a coffee, hang out, and have his girlfriend just be around because that's where she's working. No, she actually has a real job. That's rude. She has a job that takes him away, that takes her away from him, and he's threatened by it. And then finds out she has an attractive male coworker. Mm. Heaven forbid. Heaven forbid. Right. Heaven forbid. And this right. is where all the insecurities come. Yeah, in. the insecurities. Uh, Ross being yeah, there's really no ex- there's really no defending Ross here. That's there's zero insecure. defending Ross. Don't um, ever get in the way of somebody else making a bet. Right. So that happens. Uh, they're on a break. The, the whole thing. Then Chloe comes in. If you don't know who Chloe is, I don't blame you. Chloe's the the chick from the Clor- the Clorox store, the, the Xerox store, which he yeah, the, which he like previous like right before they go on a break because Ross is endangering Rachel's job and her professional yes. bullshit. Uh-huh. He's like flirting with her, getting some attention that he feels like he's lacking because Rachel is focused on her job. Right. And then they have a big blow up because he thinks that Rachel is cheating on him with with I don't even know the guy's name. I you forget it. I forget it. The longest time I thought it was Tag, but it's not Tag. It's somebody else. But yeah, thinks that he she's cheating on him, mm-hmm. and they're not. It's just a working relationship. They yeah. stayed late. They were having dinner, and he was going to go home. And Ross comes in. He's like, "You're about to fuck a merchant." <laughs> and Rachel is just like, you know uh, what? I can't do this with you right now. I'm emotional. I'm pissed off. Let's take a break. Right. And Ross immediately goes to fuck another chick. Right, 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 right. What the fuck? Right. She's like, oh, my manhood is hurt. Yeah, you know, well, and justify that for me. Can I, you? I, I can't justify <laughs> that, but like, I will say this. If anything, I like, for instance, I would, I would hate for you to think you can't be friends with a male coworker just because you're married. Like, like, obviously, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, 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 fuck every guy you see, right? No, but, like, I, I look at it this way. If you're in a committed relationship, whether married or not, I feel like, you know, you get some more, some more of a confident boost, right? Because, number one, someone finds you desirable for a long period of time. So you're more you're more open with yourself around other people, right? Because, hey, well, this person loves me for who I am, so I'm just going to be who I am all the time, you know? And if you connect with other people that way, cool, better. Honestly, I... I 
I, I like it better. Not 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 better, but I do like it when uh, two people who want to commit relationships can become friends because that's I can't ever recall a time that you were mad about me being friends with Chris or Frank. Oh no, not it's a, just not a fucking thing. It, it's not a thing because honestly, like you 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 need that uh, dynamic, right? Because like not it, it needs a strong word. I'm just kidding. No, okay, not not me, <laughs> but it, it it's definitely a cool thing to have, right? Like, imagine if I was only friends with dudes, right? Now, if I have an issue with you, like, hey, man, I I can talk to a guy about it, but I'm just gonna give, I'm just gonna hear what I want to hear. Nah, sometimes you need a female perspective, right, and vice versa. There has been a definite handful of times where I'm pissed off at you, and Chris or Frank are just like, you know, you're being crazy, right? <laughs> and then I just gotta let that shit go because no, I was not aware I was being crazy. Right. And most likely, if I had talked to Raven or Karen, they would have been like, hell yeah. He's in the fucking wrong. Yeah, exactly. Then, <laughs> you need other perspectives in your life. Uh, absolutely, absolutely. So yeah, I, I I would hate like for instance, I would I'll, you have a coworker Frank. I would joke, I gotta meet Frank one day. Frank's not like a slow guy. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm glad you have a Frank in your life, right? You know. Just, I mean, he's my employee, sure. I'm just, I don't know. Seems like a cool type of dude. But anyway, back to the timeline. Don't get confused, podcast listeners. Frank and Franklin are not the same. Oh guy. yeah, Frank is Asian. Franklin is black. I don't know why I said black so hard. <laughs> <laughs> But, uh, yeah, so Chloe comes in. Point number five, Rachel tricks Bonnie. Remember Bonnie, guys? Bonnie's uh, just a chick that takes to the beach house, one of Phoebe's old friends. Uh, she was bald before. She's not bald anymore. Rachel convinces her to go bald just for shits and giggles. Because at this point, Phoebe feels bad for Ross that, like, oh, he keeps whining that he's so lonely. He's striking out trying to find another girl right. after fucking up with Rachel. Right. And Phoebe's just like, fine, I'll, I'll set him up, the, up with a friend so he could just stop being such a whiny little bitch. Right. And Rachel finds out about it. At first, she's mad at Phoebe because, like, how dare you set him up with somebody else? I want him to be suffering and alone. Which, fair. Spiteful, but fair. That's utterly ridiculous, man. It, it's like, it's it's the whole saying about, bro, what's the point of having enemies? It's just like, I forget who said it. It was like, it might have been Tupac or something of that nature. He was saying, like, yeah, man, I don't want you eating my table, but I still want you to eat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. That, that, that because... I don't fuck with you. Don't mean I want you to. I want still want you to prosper. No, I don't. I'm a different. Uh, I, that, that, I don't respect that. No, because like here's the thing. Professionally, sure. Here's the thing though. Like you can say I don't want you to prosper, but you see what this fucking dust to Rachel. You make a woman go bald. Now, granted, yeah, you, know, you, you can, she she wanted to go bald, but not nonetheless. <laughs> take it from a brother who's bald himself. <laughs> it, it took me years. In hindsight, I should have just did it the, 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 the first day I woke up. Right, just whatever. Right, but it took me a long time to do it. So, I can understand that standpoint. Point number six, Rachel and Ross had a date again. Uh, that shit doesn't last very long. No, because Rachel is just like, I need you to admit that you were yeah, wrong. Yeah, exactly. And Ross is just like, I did nothing wrong, which he absolutely did. Okay, now here, now here. Let's here. talk about the break. Let's talk about the break. We obviously can't continue on with this episode without talking about the break. Nope. Where, where do we land on this shit? The break was a thing, and it should have been clearly... Uh, guidelined about what was going to happen. Cause, cause I think that's unrealistic. Unrealistic, but necessary. Absolutely necessary. I completely agree, but it's unrealistic. Okay, here's the thing. She was okay. trying very hard not to blow up on right. him. That fight could have been so devastating and traumatic for both of them moving forward with their any future relationships or their relationship. Right. So for someone to call a pause, a break, just just fucking back off. Talk about this shit in the morning. Right. Then yeah, Rachel was not very clear. She said, I want to break him and she went to her room and slammed the door. Right. But Ross heard I wanna break 
and immediately went to go find somebody who he knew uh, was flirting with him and fucked somebody else. Uh, th- is that how that went down? Did 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 he have previous contact with this Chloe chick? Yeah. Uh, I can't find it here. But I think it's literally like an episode or two before. It's a very small interaction. Would you in that situation if you if Ross had to cheat, right? Would you rather him cheat with somebody he knows? Like say say if like he cheated with like a friend? No, that's that's worse. That's worse. Okay, okay. Oh. She she's damn near a stranger, but he went out and found a sure thing. Mm-hmm. Right after hearing, let's take a break. All right. You know, it, it it is interesting because I you, you can't. Number one, I agree with what you said. I agree with you what you said. It's unrealistic, right? And being in a relationship, I we can we can appreciate what is unrealistic, what should happen, which is unrealistic because there are human emotions involved, right? The human error, as you will. Um, but I look at I look at someone. I, let, let's put JD in that scenario, right? JD as 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 a character. Cause Ross is more of an insult. I think JD is right. Yeah. And so, like, if, if JD and Elliot, which they did go on a break, and let's just say, you know, well, actually, this, this actually happens. I'm pretty sure. He, he cheats on Elliot with uh, with somebody. But does he cheat? I think he does, but we'll get into it. But I, I just can't help but think, like, bro, this is so what so within character for Ross. He's an incel. Like, that's that's incel type shit. You know, for you to immediately say, hey, I got the girl in my dreams. How dare she break break up? Like, you know what? On to the next one, right? And that was you see, see, JD would have realized that, like, this is a heated situation. Let me go home and sulk. All right. And then in the morning, shit would have been aired out and cleared up. Right. He's not going to go fuck. Right. JD's not a fuck boy. Nah. And it's crazy. You know, I, I think having a guy like Turk who's in a steady relationship, constant relationship pretty much the whole entire show helps to have that level-headedness. Because let's be honest, Joey's a fuck boy until he's not. Yeah. And then Chandler's the jokester until he's not. Uh, so... You know, and then look, throw a Ted in that situation. I thought the same thing would happen. Not Barney, what's his name? Uh, Marshall. Are Ted and, or not Ted, are uh, Joey and Chandler even with Ross afterwards? Uh. I don't know. Because he doesn't storm over to their apartment either to go like stew in right. his own feelings. And they're right across the fucking hall. Well, yeah. yeah like, yeah. he went. He went out. Didn't he call the chick? I don't know. I think he just went straight to the Zero store. And then went home together. I don't think they went to a club and then went home together. Possibly, but there was alcohol involved. Look, I'm, not, I'm not excusing it, but I'm just saying that yeah. there was alcohol involved. But I guess, like, semantically, JD and Turk lived together, and then Marshall and Ted lived together, too. Yeah. So you can be like, oh, well. But you, you have a point. They live right across the hall from each other, so bro. Like, you had other resources other than going to find a chick and hooking up with right, her. Right, right, uh, Okay, uh, moving on. Uh, then you have the next point. He goes out with a chick named Cheryl. Not really important. It's just, you know, apparently she's uh, uh, opposite of a neat freak. She's a, a messy person. Yeah. Nothing really there. Um, then he becomes a woman out of this. Dating two women. I totally forgot about this. This is all just filler until you get to Emily. Let's be honest. <laughs> this is yeah. all filler until you get to Emily. Emily's the fucking one that got away. And I, I love Rachel. Rachel Ross, iconic, whatever. But Emily, sweet little British trumpet. Trumpet? Not trumpet. What's the thing British people eat? Crumpets. There you go. <laughs> she, 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 she's, she's very sweet. Um, fuck, I totally did it wrong. Now, a question posed to you. Um, what was Emily asking? Realistic. Was it something that you would have done to get back with your bride or husband to be in this case? 
Uh, like I said, hey, Muffin, if you want to get back together, you got to stop being friends with Chris and Franklin. Listen, this, this is different. Okay. And I, let me tell you why. Let me tell you. Also, also, I looked it up. Joey and Chandler and Ross all go out drinking. Okay. <laughs> Joey and Chandler need to keep an eye on their boy. They did. Because holy fuck. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Anywho, anywho. Uh... No, that's completely different. Because, one, I ain't say neither one of their names at the altar. Oh, oh yes. But I'm saying, I ain't fucking do that. In a scenario, you did. Just saying. In, so, in a scenario, I had a previous relationship with them, and then I said their name at the altar. I'm like, uh, we're, we're basically directly doing it. Mm-hmm. There, nothing changed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm cutting ties. Because I was so sure. Mm-hmm. Like, granted, the, like the video said, they were only together for six fucking weeks and then he proposed. Yeah. That was wild as fuck in the first place. That is wild. It's wild as fuck. But if I'm so sure, I'm so in love, eventually you and I will heal enough where being friends with them again in the future is okay. I would say so, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. I think if we, if Chris and I, let's just pick for Chris in this situation. Right. If Chris and I had dated, had a big ass blow up and all this shit, I think that he would understand that I need to focus on my marriage. Right. And then we can be friends again in the future. He wouldn't even be hurt by it because right. Chris is just that kind of person. Like, it, you have to be adults in that situation. Right. Yeah, but, I'm cutting ties. Yeah, I'm going to make it work with you. And if we fail because of something that didn't work with us yeah. rather than you are being insecure about an outside factor. Right. Then, then we fail. Right, but I think it's only different because Chris and Franklin obviously live in Texas, while we live in New Orleans, right? But Rachel is part of the friend circle, so he would just have to. Yeah, he sees her every day. He would have to cut ties with the friend circle, also realizing his sister is also part of that circle. So it's like, uh, you know, what I'm saying it, it wouldn't be a, if I if I'm Ross, I'm cutting ties with Rachel. Honestly, because you cut ties with Rachel, you go and live with your wife right, because, in England. Yeah, make it easy. Because like low key, like what bro, was even their plan, bro? I don't know. That's a, that's not a good point. But low key, <laughs> like bro, you you were lucky being in this situation with Emily anyway. Like in terms of you know her forgiving him and getting back together, right? Um, but it's just like obviously hindsight being twenty twenty, we know Ross and Rachel get back together, but. I'm saying, look, you, you, you go for it, Emily, bro. Because you can say, and I totally agree that Ross is being very insecure when it came to Rachel's job, which, you know, led to the break and all the good stuff. Whether Rachel bears no blame for Ross's insecurity, and I think she does not, the fact that he still, not felt comfortable with it, the fact that he still protruded insecurity with a woman, that woman can't be good from. Once again, not any fault of her own, but if I feel like I have to be insecure with you, it's not your fault, but obviously I don't want to feel that way. So therefore, go with the one who doesn't make you feel insecure. You know, you know what I'm saying. You know, you know, you know, you know, you know what I'm getting at. Yeah. It's like it's not it's not Rachel's fault, but at the same time, like, okay. Because she in the in the days and weeks leading up to their wedding. Yeah. Rachel was just like, I don't want to go. Right. Like she was gonna stay at home right. and have nothing to do with this, and she was completely fine. Like th- this is what makes me firmly believe that Rachel would have been okay. Mm having cut ties with Ross. Right. Because she didn't want to go to that fucking wedding. Nope. He talked her into that shit. Yeah. 
Monica wasn't trying to talk her into it. None of their friends were trying to convince her to go. Right. Ross is just like, you're a big part of my life. I want you to be there to see me get married. First off, bitch. Fuck no. Are you kidding me? We're not close enough friends. Yeah, I've known you since I was a little girl. Sure. Right. We fucked. We slept together. We could have had a great love. But I don't want to see you happy. Like, bro. Like, I find knowing that you're getting married and you're in love with someone else. Don't you dare rub that shit in my face. Don't you fucking invite me to my, to your wedding and then sit me in the front row mm-hmm. and then say my name at the altar. No, I wouldn't. Listen, if I was Rachel, I would never speak to Ross again. Right. Never. Yeah. I do not care. I am not speaking to this man again. I His just... sister's my best friend? Sure. His friends are also my friends? Sure. All right. We don't make eye contact. We don't speak. We don't do none of that you shit. Know if, you know, if I want to be like, you know, hey, it's somebody's fault just in a ha-ha kind of way. I mean, low it key. ain't hers. No, no, not hers. It's low-key his because, like, hey, man, if you didn't invite her to the wedding and she didn't pop her right when you about to say the I take thee to be my lawfully wedded, he went to saw that face. And then, you know what I'm saying, the one that came into his head to say Rachel, you know what I'm saying? So she was just, so, yeah. Because beforehand, <laughs> Emily was hurt finding out that he had a relationship with Rachel, mm-hmm. but she was still confident enough in their relationship in order to just let that shit slide. Right. If he never said Rachel's name at the altar, Emily does not go batshit. No, well, obviously, yes. But I'm saying in a ha-ha kind of way, if her face doesn't show, I don't think Ross says her name. He can still, I think he does. He can still be in love with her, but it, it won't matter. It's very much subconscious. It wouldn't, but, it wouldn't matter. But you force her hand. You yeah, put her in this yeah. situation. But yeah, but pretty much, you know, we all know what happened after that. Uh, so dumb. Vegas, so dumb. Vegas wedding, pregnancy, business to get back together, yada, yada, yada. That's a timeline. But I wish that they had never let Rachel get knocked up. All right. But we have a list of, uh, and I will go through this list right here and then we'll move on to the next two. Uh, the 12 best girlfriends of Ross, right? 12 being Jill. Jill is, Jill's a fling, right? Uh, uh, Reese Witherspoon's character, basically uh, Rachel's sister, mm-hmm. just trying to get back at Rachel, like you know, just yep. spiteful, crazy bullshit. Why right? wasn't that your greatest love? It's crazy because like fucking Reese Witherspoon, I would not. She pick. would never do that. That's what I'm saying, right? Reese Witherspoon is like precious, right? You know what I'm saying? She's a cinnamon roll. Yes, uh, Elizabeth. That I is. I don't the, like this one. Elizabeth is, if you don't guys don't remember, she is the a student. If there is any trope in television books. Any kind of media that Muffin despises, it's teacher-student relationships. I hate that shit. You don't shit. like Senpai and I don't know what the other one is. The, what's that? Like, you know what I'm saying? Senpai is the teacher. What would be this? You don't call your teacher Senpai. I don't call my teacher Senpai? No. What do I call him? I don't think it's Senpai. Uh, senpai is, I thought that was reserved for upperclassmen. I don't, I don't know, man. I'm not Japanese. I'm a, I'm a Negro just like you, man. <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. E- either way. Either fucking way. No, I do not like that. Yeah, I don't like it either because obviously it's a power dynamic that is deeply oh, 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 absolutely! It, it's whether uh, whether uh, prevalent or not, it's definitely a power dynamic, bro. Like, like uh, I could you can say she, I'm not gonna sit and say she had daddy issues, but we saw fucking Bruce. She got daddy issues. Bruce, I mean Bruce Willis, man. Listen, there's there's I there is an exception to this rule for me, uh-huh. and, and it is in Riverdale, not our high school. No, the TV show. The TV show. Oh, okay. Um. And they do it, and they kind of they play on the trope by making it an older female teacher right. with the high school boy. Right. Still equally disgusting. However, 
it exposed that like oddly toxic masculinity thing where if a 15 year old boy is getting his dick wet all the old men around him are just like yeah you hit that good job you're a man son but if a 15 year old girl is doing it they're just like oh no he's a pedophile he's grooming you like all this shit is gross when really you need to have the same energy for both right. and by the same energy I mean both of that shit is gross right. Like, they are both being preyed upon, right. treated like it's equal. Right. Unfortunately, Riverdale made that shit, like, scandalous and steamy in a sexy kind of way. Of rather than scandalous in a disgusting kind of way. Right. But it was hot as fuck. Right. Now, three things, right? Number one, I could be wrong. Was there was there a dynamic in Glee with the... Uh, the teacher looks like Justin Timberlake. I, can, I don't know his name. I, I didn't see the show. But you know, you know what I'm talking about. The, the, Matthew Morrison? Yeah. Well, did they have a relationship with, uh, with, uh... No. No. Never had an inappropriate relationship oh, okay. with the student. There okay. was one episode where the main character, Rachel, mm. convinced herself that she had a crush on him. Right. And he was just like, you're a literal child. Please back up. I'm right. so grossed out. All right. Okay. And number two, I wouldn't mind, like, in a, in a cool, like, like, a nice little story tidbit you can make it to where, like... I know, I know it's wrong, right? But like the older female teacher is is basically sleeping with the bully, but she's like, like, oh, like you, like you think you're big stuff bullying his little nerds or whatever. Like she doesn't emasculate him, but like I would write that and read that. Like, like you know what I'm saying? Like, like I like that. Like, yeah, you have real big man on campus energy, but yeah. you know you're a child, right? And have her be like. Kind of a dominating personality. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, it's like, fuck with that. It's like, oh, like you, you think you're so big and so grown, but you realize you, you're nothing. You right? want, you want saying that shit when you was <laughs> like, you asked me to step on you. Yeah, I know, right? Get on your knees. Exactly. Yeah, I'm writing it. Okay, and number three, it's mine. Don't take it from wow. me. And number three, I was listening to a podcast about this, and it. Pop- I gotta set it in college, though. I really, I'm uncomfortable with the high school. Totally setting. fine. You born in Riverdale, made me think of Euphoria, but. Just Thought of the podcast. Is there a teacher thing in Euphoria? No, 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 no. I'm not saying Euphoria, but I listened to the podcast earlier. They were like, at this point in time, then do we just give it a ratings and movies? Could yeah, it? Fuck yeah. Because like they were saying, like, like okay, you would if you if we had a child, you wouldn't want walk come home one day from work, you see like a child watching a, a movie and like oh shit, dicks on screen, but then they're like, look at fucking shows like Euphoria. Like sex is more like it's more prevalent, it's more talked about, and it's very, very what's the word? It's very uh. Pushing the borders of quote unquote ratings, right? Yeah, you realize ratings weren't even a thing before like the mid eighties. Yeah, yeah, it should absolutely be getting rid of. It should be rid of. It should be gotten rid of because this is how we get censorship and banning books. Yeah, and also like I I would argue just like that one episode of Big Mouth, they're doing a I guess a quote unquote good job of like surpassing ratings because there's gonna come a friend with it there's things hotter sometimes than sex and movies like you know what i'm saying like the implication the the the, the, the tension of it like oh absolutely that's sex. way sexier than actually seeing people fuck on screen right 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 so there's that uh, was that three i think that was three yeah that, that was three uh, i just wanted to bring that up right uh but moving on we have chloe we mentioned her that is, i can't believe she's not number 12 i mean she should absolutely be number 12 you know what's funny about this relationship is that Joey and Chandler were trying to get with Chloe. Yeah. And yet she just was flirting with Ross. Right. So for them all to go out drinking and then Chandler and Joey to not pay attention to where Chloe, where the fuck Chloe is and where she's ending up tonight. Right. That's bad friendship. Right. <laughs> They're all sort of blame here. Next we have Janice, which is like, yeah, that's, that's a ha ha ha. 
Now, I would have loved just... You, you see this type of such genius. Yeah, I know, right? I love this life. <laughs> but I would have loved for, like, her to date Joey, too, because like, she does mention this show. Like, all right, that's two out of three. Got one more to go. Hell, how would you have felt if that's the one Joey ended up with? Joey ended up with Janice. No, it was oh, too weird. No, too weird. Too weird. Okay, fair enough. Next, we have Bonnie. I don't, I don't know anything about Bonnie. Wait, wait. Let's go okay. back to Janice. Okay, go ahead. Yeah. The fact that this this little thing says that Janice dumped Ross because he was too fucking whiny. Favorite character of the show, ladies oh, yeah. and gents. See, he is a whiny little bitch. And hindsight, I had no problem with Janice whatsoever. Like, sure. Zero. So sure, she was, but that would fucking made her. Like, she's loud and from Jersey. What gives a fuck? Uh, yeah, and she's not like, forgive me, she's not like trashy Jersey, right? She's just like, you know, she likes her fucking pumps. She likes her, you know, she just loves the the material shit in life, right? And also, the fucking scene when your boy, your boy, uh, what's his name? Uh, Chandler. Chandler's about to buy a fucking ticket to Yemen. Like, dude, <laughs> like, man, man, fucking up, bro. Like, come on, man. Like, Stop being a coward. Uh, like I mentioned, Bonnie, don't. she was a stopgap. Don't know anything about her. Cheryl, she was just the messy chick. Nothing about her. Yeah. Let's talk about Charlie, because as you guys know, me and Ariana are black. Uh, so we appreciate it when white men date black men and women. And vice le- versa. And let's just skip over the fact that Friends is just like... Okay, yeah, in- yeah. ...injuriously white. Yeah. Just like, Jesus Christ. This is the ultimate white people show. And it's surrounded by nothing but white people. So for you to put Charlie on here, I loved one that she was a very well educated black woman. Yeah. That was phenomenal. For that. I like that. that she wasn't going for the stereotypical attractive one and well she was. She absolutely was. Yeah. Uh, I liked smooth. her and Joey, but it was very clear that they had no chemistry and yeah. had nothing in common. She was just like, he's kinda hot and he's probably tagging. Right. So let's let's do this. Right. But for you to go on vacation with him and for him to invite all his friends. Yeah, that was, that was weird. That was kind of that weird. whole situation was weird. And then and then for you to turn around and flirt with Ross. Yeah, talk about a downgrade. Like, what do you do? I get it. I get it. After a while, you need something to stimulate your brain. It can't just be all. Ooh, he has abs. Uh-huh. I need more than that. And I get it. Sometimes nerds are sexy, but not Ross. Right, but it, it's weird because like, okay, now here's the thing. We're not going to sit at basketball, right? Like I said, black. Not going to do it. But the fact that they did Joey's first body, no problem with that. They, you know, do whatever you want, right? Yeah, be shallow. Be I'm shallow. Don't care. Don't care. You go, to, you go to Ross. I mean, excuse me. Yeah, you go to Ross afterwards. Yeah, you know, you're kind of playing with two dudes' emotions. You know what I'm saying? They're friends, yada, yada, yada. But then they proceed that they dump Ross to go out to your ex. Like, bro, if anything, in perfect scenario, you break up with your ex, you use Joy as a rebound, meet, meet body, and then go back to your ex. Leave Ross out of it, right? Because I feel like Ross got the shorter than the stick here. Like, he absolutely does, but Ross is also showing his whole ass here. Yeah. Because you know that she came here with Joey. Yeah. I'm not going to let that slide. And the only reason Ross doesn't get enough flack for this is because Joey has convinced himself that he's in love with Rachel. Right. That's the only reason Ross doesn't get decked in the fucking face here. Yeah. And he should have. Yeah, I suppose so. Joey should have beat the shit out of Ross. Uh, Joey's I'm talking much. Aaron Arm and SmackDown. Oh, Do it. Oh, Lord have mercy. Do it. Yeah, he, Aaron put them hands on him, bro. You know what I'm saying? I was talking to a buddy Ross today. Like, look here, man. Ross can't fight. JJK is going to... JJK is going to mouthwash and cleanse the stench that attack on Titan is going to leave in you guys' mouth. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> We're getting... We, does Attack on Titan Season 4 Part 3 even have a date? No, I'm assuming it's like January 1st. I, we're I, assuming I, that, but is it? 
it wouldn't dare come out in a Cullen game. I mean, they wouldn't, I mean, they dare oh, come we, out of Shibuya. Into we're not it. getting that until like summer, at the earliest. Okay. I'm just saying. It wouldn't dare come out that the Shibuya into it. They know better. It read the manga. <laughs> but. <laughs> it read the manga. Never, what the fuck is that cat doing? He's like underneath the couch. Being He's weird. chasing after something. Okay, cool. It's not a critter, though. I think it's just more paper. Emily, number five, which is ridiculously low, but considering Cross is on his list, fine, whatever, right? Emily, number five. I I, I said the woman he should have ended up with, but obviously, the show had to happen, Brian. Eh, whatever. Honestly, they should have ended way before season 10. Yeah. Totally. It didn't need to go on that long. Right. Um,. The next chick is Mona. I don't know how she's above Emily. She's basically a stopgap. She, she's the girlfriend that gets broken up with because he, she finds out Ross impregnated Rachel and that they're still technically married. She, she was just. Yeah, I think th- she's above Emily only because he went through so much effort to find her. I guess, but she's a stray. Like, like she's a stray. She, she, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Not, not like not a straight as in like you know straight dog folks, but like you know what like I'm saying. She's easily she, forgettable. She, she, she came she, out of nowhere. She, someone had to be the casualty of this whole Rachel Ross pregnancy still married fiasco, and unfortunately it was Mona. And, and apparently Tag wasn't enough. I know, right? Tag wasn't enough, right? Number three is Carol. This is, me and Muffin are talking about Mike about this. This is ridiculous. Carol was like his wife for like ten minutes, right? Carol should have been number one. Carol should not be on his list. Well, yeah, because it's Ross's girlfriend's right? She was his wife. Oh, okay, sure, whatever. Better than any girlfriend. That's, that's great. I mean, is it, though? Yes. It, it, it's my wife who got divorced to my me. My wife. My wife divorced me because she found out she's a lesbian better than any girlfriend I could have possibly had. Yes. And uh, let me tell you why. Tell me about that. Because the the flashbacks that we get early on in the show show that Carol and Ross were honestly a really awesome and beautiful relationship. Right. Like... If they were still married throughout season one, mm-hmm. it would make me lo- like like Ross more because mm-hmm. he's one way less whiny because he's getting divorced right. and having a baby, right. and two he wouldn't be lusting after Rachel for so hard mm-hmm. because like Carol is his college girlfriend. Right, that's his first everything. Mm-hmm. Even though he was deeply in love with Rachel until he went to college. Mm-hmm. As soon as he met Carol, all that shit went out the window. They were best friends. Right. Even when they hang out later in the seasons together, their chemistry is still so good. Mm-hmm. They're really good for each other. Right. Yeah. I, I, where am I going with this? I don't know. <laughs> it's just like, I like them. Like nothing was fundamentally wrong with Ross and I mean, excuse me, Ross and Carol's marriage. Other than the fact that she was a lesbian. Yeah. Like other than the fact that that was just a very big fact, right? I mean, bisexual. Not bisexual. Not by a touch. A Straight up lesbian, right? <laughs> Straight up lesbian. Oxymoron. <laughs> but no, like, because in a, per- I guess a quote-unquote perfect written base- based on Ross's character in the show, it could be like, oh, you drove, you like, 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 you know, Ross, like, let's just say Ross was, it's almost like, can you excuse, like, let's say if Ross from the get-go is kind of like weary of uh, Susan, like, there's something more going on there. Does his, does his jealousy towards Rachel later on justify it or not at all for you? Yes. It is. In which case, yeah. Mm-hmm. Even even now, the way that the story is told, it's a little bit justified, like because because Carol did cheat on him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He has a history of being cheated on. I get it. All right. But mm, like, have some faith. I I know trust is hard, but Rachel hasn't ever shown you one time that she was going to go outside of their 
of your relationship right. ever. Not, well, not once. That is true, but also, do you think it comes into play like he understands that she's totally out of his league? Like this is, this is your this is your childhood crush. Like you know, this it, it, is your sister's hot friend, prom queen, rich. Yeah. And I play with my dinosaurs. You I know get it. But my problem is, and this is what always take like distracts me and takes away any credit for like Ross at all, uh-huh. is that he was interfering in her job. The day that they have yeah. the big fight, yeah. he showed up to her job yeah. unannounced. Yeah. And she's like, I'm in the middle of a... Pro- I can't just stop to have lunch with you. Right. Like, thank you for coming and being here. But, like, yeah. go home. Yes, yeah, see, see And that, then come yeah. home after working so long, for so many hours, to yeah. have dinner. Yeah. And you bust into her apartment. And she's fully clothed with another man, fully clothed. And they're feeding themselves. And you cause a scene? Right. No. Yeah, see. They're, they're not coming out of her bedroom. Right. They're not half clothed. Nah. Nothing. None of those situations that where you've interacted with the man that you think she's cheating on you with mm. have been inappropriate in the slightest. Right. It's always been at her job where you keep bothering her, and she's trying to make a name for herself. Mm. Like I can't justify it. Right, right. I right. get you've been cheated on. You've been hurt in the past. Yeah. Let it the fuck go. Yeah, it, it's hard to it's hard to argue with that because you you don't want to get away. You especially don't want to get away with someone's career because at the end of the day, that is something that you obviously want your partner thriving, right? Sure, I understand career can take people different directions. You know, some some couples can't withstand. It should have with them. It, it she sh- gets a job offer to go to Paris, and she gets off the fucking plane. But here's the thing, though. Here's the thing about that. Like, while I agree with you, like, in reality, but based on the show, he had a, he, he was going to go live with Emily in England. Yes? That was... I don't know if that was the plan. I think that was the plan. I don't know if that was the plan. Because, like, cause like he made it seem like, like, it was, like, cutting I off. think she was going to live with him in New York. Right. Until he said Rachel's name at the altar. Yeah. And then she's like, I'm going to stay here with my parents. Right. Because, like, I'm devastated. Right. You come to me. Right, right, right. <laughs> but, I don't That's know. why they got married in London in the first place. Right, right. Gotta go to London one day, bro. Yeah. Gotta go. I don't think that's what you want to do for your 30th. All right, right, right. Number two is Julie. Now, here's the thing. Julie or Julia? Just Julie. Just Julie. Here's the thing. I understand. Two nerds in love. That's basically what we are, right? Yeah. Cool. Awesome, right? But she's only this high because she's known as the girl... Who was Ross before Rachel and Ross's first kiss, man? I mean, it it, it it's almost like it's like the guy who 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 made the Michael Jordan basketball team. This infamous story about him getting cut, right? It, it it's the guy drafted before Kobe. It, 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 you know, he's the guy or the girl before the most infamous thing ever, right? Yeah. You know, George Bush will be known as the president before the first black president, and Donald Trump will be known as the first president after. Uh, he, After the first yeah, president, you got, you, you got <laughs> he's the first orange president. Yes, you got my word there, right? Um, but I love Julie. It's just unfortunate she was another stray casualty of war. Um, number one is Rachel. We talked about her enough. Uh, there's nothing more to be said about that. Um, but we can say, I think based on our conversation, we can say, oh, we cannot excuse Ross's toxicity. Toxicity sometimes. His jealousy. Sometimes all the time. All the time, whatever. Insecurity, jealousy. We can't excuse that. Based on how the story presented to us, I can understand it in certain aspects. You still got to be the bigger man, be professional, uh, you know, be understand what your partner, who she is. 
But it's, I, I can empathize a little bit. I don't. I don't. I'm not without empathy when it comes to Ross. I am. I know you are, but I am not without <laughs> empathy. Right? It's the worst part of Friends for me. Uh, let's go to How I Met Your Mother, bro. Like, cause this show right here, this, How I Met Your Mother. Let's talk about fucking How I Met Your Mother, man. How I Met Your Mother. Well, whatever wrong is saying, it's like the, it's like the, the Attack on Titan of sitcoms because like people thought, oh shit, this thing is better than Friends. Now, granted, you may have still think it's better than Friends. That ending though, <laughs> just like Attack on Titan, just like Attack on Titan. Oh my god! Oh. It's just it makes no. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about if it. If you've never seen How I Met Your Mother, it follows Ted and a, and his group of friends. He's basically he's an old man sitting on his couch. Not old man. He's like late to middle age, middle to late age, whatever the fuck that means. Like mid forties. Mid forties at the oldest. Yeah. And he's sitting on the couch. Talking to his two children, yes. telling them the long, ten-year-long story of how he met their mother. Yes. And it starts off talking about how he met Aunt Robin. Yes. If this shit could have been framed any differently, if mm. it was just, like, take away how I met your mother. Take it away. Don't, like, take that first, that first episode where he's like and that's how i met aunt robin take that shit out take it out give me the mystery right is robin the mother right let me have that shit until right. season nine and if if you take away one line of dialogue anytime he refers to her as aunt robin i'm okay with the way it ends mm. because he's been telling this whole time the story of his greatest love which uh, deeply unfortunate. It's not the mother of his children, mm-hmm. but fucking Robin Scherbatsky. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Canada, though. Shout out to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> I love Robin. Why aren't we going to Canada for your 30th? Like, to, it's been your lifelong dream. We can go to both, honestly, if you go to the right part of Canada. Oh, British Columbia. <laughs> what what uh, province is Ontario in? I don't know, really Ontario is a province. What province is Toronto in? Toronto, you Ontario? You asked yeah, Toronto, Ontario. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Actually, I didn't know that. <laughs> uh-huh. Obviously, you got the wrong one. Like, you know what? I didn't know that. Anywho. Fucking Robin Chirosky. Yes. Like, give me that back. If right. you don't refer to her as Unrobin throughout the entire nine seasons of your show, mm-hmm. I'm cool with the way this ends. And spoiler alert, the ending of How Much Your Mother is Ted deciding it's time for me to move on for your mother. She was one of the great loves of my life. But Robin is alive and your mother's dead. Mm-hmm. Uh, let me go find that blue trumpet and then leave. Right. I hate it. I hate it so much because the mom's dead. Yeah, I, I can understand how that one line changes everything. But how would you feel if they took like a, a typical anime trope route? And I just mean this in the sense of just being routine. Like, that's how I met Robin. And that's how I met your Uncle Barney. And that's how I met your Uncle Marsha. That's how I met your Aunt Lily. They do that. They do that? They, they, they do that. Huh. It's very small moments. It's not an entire episode dedicated. Oh, okay. I, I want a whole episode dedicated to it. Barney has a whole episode dedicated to it. Lily and Marshall don't. Right. How would the show differ if we, we, we knew Tracy was in there from the get-go? Would it make it better, make it worse, make it tame? I don't know. Like, how, 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 about this, how about this food for thought, right? What if there was a another, another like, Tracy was the other friend, like, like friend within the group, right? We focus so much on Robin's story with Ted, Robin's story with Barney. And, that Tracy just kind of fades into the background and then you realize yeah, that's the mom. Yeah, it, it's just like a slow burn, right? I like it. That, that would be great writing. I don't think you can do that. I don't think you can execute it 
properly. Not without people calling yeah, it. Yeah, without yeah. people calling it. Like, you know what I'm saying? That would, that would be so like, dang. Like, you can see little tidbits, you know what I'm saying, right? Like, it could be something so something simple like, hey, man, like, she, like, fixes his tie and gives, like, a lingering look or some stupid shit like that, right? Like, small little things, you know? Um, but, yeah, let, let's, let's get into this list, bro. So They kind of do that when he starts... Well, yeah, let's get into the list, and then I'll talk about it when we get to that particular okay. girlfriend. Okay, number two is Karen. Don't remember anything much about her. Karen is Donna from That 70s Show. Yeah. Karen is... Uh, Ted's very first serious girlfriend. Yeah. He thought that they were gonna go the long run, and Lily was just like, not a fucking chance. Right. <laughs> yeah, apparently she was very uh, pretentious yes. and mean yes. spirited. Uh-huh. Yeah, fuck her. Right, absolutely. Next one we have, uh, th- this one was funny. I didn't remember this one at all. We have Royce. Uh, it's betray- Judy Greer. Portrayed p- by Judy Greer. This is the chick that he tries to date. After Stella, yeah. After being left at the altar, because apparently this chick also has been left at the altar. So they have that. They have that in common. They have that in so common. So let's build a relationship off of our love failures. Great. <laughs> like, oh my gosh, right. Number ten is Kathy. Um, excuse me. Number eight is Kathy. I ain't gonna lie. Don't remember much about her either. Kathy is. I like Kathy because Kathy is the one that talks too fast uh-huh. and it prompts the episode with all the shattering glass sound effects when they realize that there is something about everyone. That sets people off, but most people can overlook it. Yeah. So for Ted, it was that Lily pointed out that Ted always is correcting people. Yeah. And it pisses them off. Right. Marshall is constantly singing. Yeah. And it pisses people off, but right. nobody notices it except for Robin. Right. Robin complains that Marshall is always singing. Barney complains that Lily chews too fucking loud. Right. And then Marshall complains that Barney has a fucking catchphrase for everything. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it was just like a lot. So Kathy, she just talked too much, too fucking much. It was great because the whole episode, you're not quite sure what's going on, and people are just like nodding off. But Ted really wants to sleep with her, so he's like super into every word she's saying. Right. And then the flashback at the end of the episode after they've broken up, she's married to a deaf guy. Yeah. Which like you would think is perfect, right, right. but Ted's just like, man, she just never shuts up, and he's signing it in ASL, right. and you hear the <laughs> and the subtitles, it just says glass shattering right because like if he's been deaf his whole life what does he know how does he know what that sounds like exactly it was just funny <laughs> it's funny wait is that also the same chick where it's like in the in the time we're watching it it's like she's ordering spaghetti and people and people couldn't figure out why like us as the viewers couldn't figure out why Lily and them being was yelling yeah, yeah. That's okay what it was. okay okay yeah. Yeah, I, I remember that but really uh low-key low-key uh, royce and also um kathy this is when you start realizing Ted's, Ted's kind of self-destructive, right? Now, granted, the chick, yeah. the, the, granted, the chick did talk too much, but bro, like, that's kind of a nitpicky answer. Yeah, he finds one thing about somebody and, like, harps on it, and then it ruins any chance that they had to be happy together. Right, hello. But let's talk about the one time where he was, he absolutely should have found something to be like, nah, this bitch is not right for me. Jeanette. Jeanette. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Jeanette. One thing, her name was Jeanette. Like, that, that one. like, what the fuck? Like, what are, what are you, like an 80s cheerleader? Like, <laughs> who knows? But this psychopath, other psychopath, she comes in what, like season seven, season eight? Ted has moved out of the apartment. He's mm. in his own place. It's a really cool place. It's like yeah. a, a renovated firehouse or whatever. Yeah. I don't fucking know. But she's a psychopath. Mm-hmm. And found out she's a cop. 
Right. Like this this woman is in law enforcement mm. and she like breaks things and they have hate sex. Right. The episode where they fall apart, um, it starts off with Ted, Marshall, and Barney sitting out on the curb mm. with Ted's personal belongings burning on the ground around yeah. It's so good. <laughs> like like one of the best openings for her How I Met Your Mother episode. Yeah, that's it was also so the, that's funny. also the same chick that fucking like throws away Robin's locket, I think. In the lake. Yeah. Yeah. But this is the chick that Ted, threw, while he's telling the story to his children, he's like, there's always the one girl that, like, damn near ruins your life before you realize, you know what, yeah, I'm ready to settle down. Oh, yeah, yeah. This is the, and this, this was her. This is the turning point chick. He's like, yeah, like, I'm ready for, like, something serious. Now, I, I can't tell you chronologically who he did after that because now we want to listen about it just kind of going through all of their girlfriends and their flaws and shit and, and you know, how toxic are you, right, as a... As a male protagonist. What do you mean chronologically? Like, I don't know who he dates after that. He doesn't. He doesn't date anybody after that? He doesn't date anybody after that. Did he find Tracy after that? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, there you go. This is right before uh, Robin and Barney's wedding. Mm. Oh, okay. Well, there it is then. But this next one, it, this next one right here. She's too high. Who? Naomi. This next one. She's, She's too, too high. high? She's too high up on this list. Then she should be lower? I think she should be lower. But this this shows us very clearly Ted's obsession. Mm. And he is such a romantic and yeah. like this is very much the case of hopeless romantic yeah. where you're just kind of like mm. you need to lower your expectations, be more realistic and stop being fucking weird. Because mm. him and Naomi, sexy punch, sexy pumpkin girl, which we hear of like for like three separate Halloween episodes before we finally see her. Yeah. No chemistry. Yeah. None at all. So dumb. Very much so. And it's a, it's a situation like I was going to say. That really and honestly, out was between friends, this show, and also Scrubs. There's one of the few relationships we see that just ends because there's no chemistry. No one cheats. No one is nitpicky about something someone else does. It's, I like it. It's honest. It's honest. Sometimes, sometimes things just don't work sometimes out. Sometimes you need just bland. You know what I'm saying? This is bland. And, and, and that pump, like, what else? What the fuck's the hang, Chad? I never understood that. I don't know. Like... I think it's a voting reference oh. to the early 2000s. It's not, we're too young. Yeah, I don't vote. Sorry. <laughs> Just letting you know now. <laughs> Number five, we have Stella. Uh, Stella, also played by... Ugh. Is it Sarah Black? Sarah Black? That's her name? Oh, it's something else. Hmm? Is the first name Sarah? Sarah Chalk. Sarah Chalk, that's what it is. Yeah, she's going to be on another list. <laughs> she's going to be on another list. Uh, but Stella. Now, here's the thing about Stella. I have no issue with Stella because Stella, I have issues with Stella. Here's my issue. Here's why I don't have an issue with Stella. Because Stella is not exactly the same, but it's kind of like Zoe Deschanel's character in 500 Days of Summer. Stella says one thing: I don't date patients. Number one, you try to fucking get a fuck around rule around that. Number two, I have a child. Some people don't have issue with that, but that comes with complications. It could be 10 percent, 90 percent. Typically, it comes with complications. And I have an ex-husband or just baby daddy. Not quite sure. Let's, ex-husband. Ex-husband. Three things about that, Ted. Okay, bro. So That's why she didn't want to get married again. Yeah, she didn't want to get married again. But Ted was fucking persistent. We know Ted's a hopeless romantic. Of course he's going to want to get married. And he's hoping that, hey, I'm such a great guy. She's going to fucking change her mind. That's not how... He, not only that, he's hoping that she will change her entire fucking life. Yeah! He's, uh, Ted lives in Manhattan. Yeah. Just somewhere in there. Don't understand how he's affording it. Whatever. Right. Makes no sense. None of these apartments do. None of them ever will. Because, like, don't JD and Turk live in, like, fucking L.A.? 
some shit like that. Yeah. Somewhere in California. California's fucking expensive. Right. How are these people affording anything? Doesn't matter. No, no, it's New Girl and them that live in LA. Right. They just live somewhere in California. But they, they, they four of them share a loft together. That's the most practical living situation I've seen yes. in the show. Like, it's a big ass loft though. Right. But. Schmidt has like a crazy like stockbroker kind of job. Schmidt is a smock, <laughs> smock broker. Stock it's, broker. He's a job. marketing guy. Yeah, marketing guy. Just as a, just as a teacher. Nick he he comes with the big money later on. Actually, Nick had if I'm not mistaken, this is a Nick have like kind of a low key good amount of money because he got a like car accident or something. Yeah, I think so. Not like in the beginning or whatever. And then you you, you switch out coaching and, and Winnie the Bish, but then eventually all five of them or four of them live there, or whatever, right? So that's a lot of income coming into the loft. So from a, from a what the hell do people affording this shit? Totally fine. Yeah. Totally makes sense. We but, should totally rewatch New Girl. New Girl, so good, so yeah. good, so good. Absolutely. That's one we've watched so far. But yeah, what were we saying about Stella? Though? He, Ted expected Stella to change her entire fucking life. Right. Ted lived in Manhattan. She lived out in Jersey. She mm-hmm. commuted to work. And he thought, now she's just gonna come live with me and give up her her fucking house right. that she owns, move her daughter from a brand new school, all because because of you. Right. And meanwhile, Stella's just like, yeah, he's just gonna come move in here. Right. And this is what I mean that Ted is kind of the worst. Oh. He's so impulsive and right. lacks consequences. In the video we were watching about the worst Ted moments in yeah. How I Met Your Mother, where they're just like, uh, what did they point out? And he, well, he breaks her no dating rule. Like, yeah, he forces a date down. Oh, you're talking about you're talking about when he is was it was it mas- when he, was no Marshall is on the couch and he's asking Ted basic ass questions and he doesn't know shit about stuff. Right. Because most likely yeah. when they're together, they're just talking about Ted. Right. Possibly. I thought he was referring to the part where I think it's a masseuse he's with. It's some kind of, uh, I forget who he's with, but it's that chick where it was like, yeah, I want to go to dinner. Like, uh, actually, I'm about to get married. I'm about to engage to be married, but you just met the guy six months ago. But you're fucking trying to hound me, an engaged woman who just met, like, today. And, like, she, like. She's some kind of RN or dermatologist. She's something. Yeah, she's something. But point being, like, he, like, breaks into, like, this matchmaking database to make it. It's like, oh, yeah, we're, we're 95% compatibility. It's like, bro. She just told you she's getting married like, on Saturday. You, you think on? you can force yourself down somebody? Like, you are not the end-all, be-all right. for mankind. You know, you know what? Ted, Ted <laughs> is like an incel plus, right? Because, yes. Because his thing about incels, right? <laughs> t- t- typically, they think they're God's gift to earth, no, to think, women. Well, no, well, yes. But typically, it comes with a connotation of them not getting very many women. Yeah, because or, they think that they're the nice guy. Yeah, or... Or just like Ross, Ross's uh, Ross's archetype, where it's like I'm kind of nerdy, yada yada yada. But once I get that one girl, it's like my confidence skyrockets, usually uncontrollably, right? But with Ted, just like you said, Ted thinks he's the nice guy. He's like a low key incel, right? He, he thinks he's the nice guy, so nice guys always finish first in Ted's mind, right? Whether you want to agree with that uh, sentiment or not, does not matter. Point being is, he thinks he does everything the right way. It's almost like he's fucking like. Coaching these women or like telling them how to love love correctly. Yeah, almost like because he can't possibly be wrong. And that's like, woo, that's the worst, man. Like, woo, <sighs> Ted Mosby, man. I was rooting for Ross to be the worst out of the three, but Ted, he deserves to get beaten up. Like Ted, bro. Listen, uh, while we were watching the show, I was like, man, I really don't like Stella's husband. He really ruined a good thing for Ted. But in hindsight, nah, fuck that noise. Right. He was right to make that fucking movie, The Wedding Ringer. Right, right, right. The Wedding Bride, that's what it is. The right. Wedding Ringer is an actual movie. Yeah, good movie, too. 
Next person. Speaking of breaking up marriages, Zoe. He broke up this marriage. Now, granted. Now, granted, that, that, that was a rocky marriage anyway. It was already a rocky marriage. It was already a rocky I'm not quite sure how they even got together. How do you fall in love with a man like the captain? I don't know. Yeah. I don't get it. No idea either. That, but this is, they thought that enemies to lovers is a good thing. Right. And it's not. Right. It's another trope I fucking hate. I hate that too. I don't like enemies to lovers. You are on opposite sides. Neither one of you are going to change your mind because this is who you fundamentally are. So for him to have his ambition to design a building to decorate the New York City skyline, mm. to date a woman who wants to preserve everything that New York is, yeah, and you want to gentrify that shit right. with a bank building, right. was kind of a stupid fucking thing. It was. Now, chemistry, off the charts. Can't make sure I'll try it, but like, bro, like, obviously, you, you meet this woman because she's doing like, let's be honest, like, um, believing what Zoe believes in, it, it takes a very passionate person. Like, she, she, she has to yes. genuinely either two sides question, right? Either you're fucking like Britta from Community and just wants to be woke for the sake of being woke and not do shit, or you're like Zoe, you have to like, you know, what I'm saying like, fight actually for, deeply cares about yeah, the cause yeah, because it means something yeah. to her. Either way, like, bro, like, you're an architect, you're an architect. Architect? Like, he's an ar- he's an architect. Architect. I couldn't think of the right word. He's an architect. Like you're gonna fucking want to create buildings. Not everything's gonna be like I don't know creating a staircase in a building. Like no, it's gonna you're gonna be fucking be you know just like we live in the North Shore uh, and over here. Like I said, bro. Every time you pass by trees, oh, it's a mall right there. You know what I'm saying? Like like this is a patch of trees that could be cut down one day to build a mall. We just we just live like in if it's not already the civilization, it's trees to be civilized at a later date, right? Um, really ruining the environment. Anywho, it doesn't matter. But even what irks me the most is that yeah, she leaves the captain, does all these things, and like gets a divorce and falls in love with him, and the, she tries to set up set him up with Katy Perry. That episode was weird. That was weird. <laughs> but they eventually get together, uh-huh. and then he finds out the truth of why the Arcadian means so much to Zoe mm-hmm. because she like has childhood memory she used to live in the building before it was condemned and like mm. had to leave right. it means so much to her and then he gets convinced mm. to be on her side right but then he immediately turns turns his back on it right without telling her mm. so when they have that big they it's some kind of hearing in like an auditorium mm. for a presentation and zoe is just like no i have a recording of you saying you were on my side mm. and then he immediately backtracks it's so I, I've lose so much respect for Ted in season six of How I Met Your Mother. Right, right, right. Yeah, it, it just like what the fuck, Ted. Now this, this list is kind of weird because obviously number one, I'm skipping real quick. Number one is obviously Tracy. The, 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 it's the, obviously Tracy. And number two is obviously Robin, right? It's obviously Robin. But but well, well, first off, Ross and Rachel, and then Robin and Ted. Which one is worse? The whole history, dynamic. Ross and Rachel. Ross and Rachel's worse. I think they were genuinely toxic for one another. Mm. Now, Ted and Robin were fundamentally wrong for each other, but they didn't cause each other harm like right. Ross and Rachel did. If Ross and Rachel had stayed together, there's a chance that Rachel would have felt like she had to choose Ross over her career mm-hmm. and would have never made progress as an independent, strong woman. Mm-hmm. Like, never would have found something that was just for herself. She would have always been living in the pocket of somebody else. Right. And that's a fucked up way to be. Right. Some people are perfectly happy doing that, but Rachel clearly found an opportunity where she was perfectly happy not doing that. Mm. And for Ross to stand in that way, that's toxic. Mm. Robin never wanted children. Right. She didn't want 
she it wasn't so much about getting them getting married or anything like that because yeah. obviously she turns around and marries Barney. Right. But they're both very happy not having children together right. because we find out that medically Robin can't. Yeah, that's a whole different scenario, man. That like, was heartbreaking. That one thing to be say, I don't want children, but to be told that you can't have children, it's like, yeah. Ugh. And. I think if Robin and Ted were together when she found that out, mm. Ted would have left her. Mm. Because I think his ideal dream of a family life was so important to him that he would have never have decided that he loved Robin more than the idea. Mm. So I think fundamentally, they they just couldn't be together until he had already achieved that dream. Right. Dang. I never thought of it like that, but I think you may be totally right, bro. Like, shit, what did, man. Now, do they, now in this scenario, that happens in the show, do they get back together? Does Tracy even die for them to get back together? I don't think they come back from that. They can't come back from That's that. That's something they can't come back from, man. Whew. The, remember that episode? It's, it's, I think it's season seven or season eight. Mm-hmm. And it's told from Robin's perspective like they do with Tracy later on in season 9 mm-hmm. and Robin is talking to two imaginary kids mm-hmm. and that's when we get the reveal that she went to a doctor and they told her she can never have children right. and then the the image fades away like it was yeah. all like a dream yeah, yeah, yeah. and she goes back to the apartment and yeah it's season 7 because she's still living with Ted at that point and Ted has the Christmas lights up and he's doing everything to make her happy yeah, yeah. but it's and she never reveals that to him. Mm. But I think if they were dating and together and she revealed that, he would have turned those lights off and left. Oh. Dang. Think so? I think so. I think Ted genuinely can't get past what he thinks life should be mm-hmm. until it's taken away from him. Man, dude, that, that, that right there. That 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 would be like a moment forever seen in fucking sitcoms, man. Absolutely. Now, number no. My first question is, where did they go from here? Where did they go from there in terms of the show? Because I would find it very difficult to have Robin and Ted on screen together now. Like, how? how cause there, there's plenty. Well, for a while it was like that. There we went for like almost half a season where they just didn't interact with each other because it was too heartbreaking right. to be right. around each other. Right, right, right. I think. Robin goes, this is where she goes deep into her career. She wow. gets the, the job with the Worldwide News. She gets closer to Barney, still stays in touch with Lily. But Lily is obviously moving on to the motherhood thing, and maybe that's a little too painful for Robin, too. So this is where Barney and Robin come together. You know what? Because she, he's the only one left that's willing to step outside of the purview. Yeah. You know? You know what interesting? I would have liked, like, in, in my ideal world, that what you said happened. But this happened, at this point... Barney and Robin have already gotten divorced, right? So imagine now, also Robin and Barney have already gotten divorced, and Ted never met Tracy. We never get that reveal yet. So now we're in a situation where they get divorced. So Rob, Robin and Bar- Robin and Ted finally give it a go. They gave it a good, honest try. Your scenario happened. And that's how Robin is written off the show. We don't see Robin on the show until Ted and uh, Ted and. Uh, Tracy get their happily ever after. Just at the wedding. One cameo episode for Kobe Smolders. Because he's off doing fucking Avengers shit, right? Yeah. One, one, one. That's it. That, ooh, it that, works. That would have been it so. Hits, it hits really hard. It hits really hard. I'm like, so Ted Mosby, you 
finally got what you wanted, and I'm glad. And I found like, and like I'm, I'm happy for you. Yeah. Now, granted, we don't get the whole you know Barney knocking up a chicken, being happy, whatever. That's no big deal in my opinion. We don't need it. Um, but yeah. Now the only question about that is, what the fuck is Barney from a character standpoint go from there? Go about the yeah, it's just Barney is the Joey of how much mother. Right, right, right. It's right. fine. Like. It doesn't have to happen that way. Right. But it, it, so we don't need to go back and talk about Robin. Let's talk about Victoria. Oh. The, the one the that one got where, away. Yes, the absolutely the one that got away. Because here was someone who 100% bought into Ted's hopeless romantic shtick. Mm-hmm. The only one in the show where right. that shit just 100% worked. They had here. a whimsical night together that was romantic and sweet. Mm-hmm. And she just dips i wish victoria never came back into the show like the second time or the third time the the third time oh the wedding time yeah i wish that never happened Mm. like i wanted to have her like if she's coming back during ted's little montage of like revisiting all of his exes and bullshit to find the locket like have her be a successful baker. Have her have a kid with Klaus. Like all of that. Like all of that would have been great. I don't need the 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 punch to the nuts that was them running away together in the sunset, and Victoria still have her mindset on marriage, and for Ted to be like, Nah, I don't want to marry. I don't want to get married right now. When like, bitch, this is all you've been pushing for for years. What Ted and Victoria Part Three was. Felt like a betrayal to what Ted is. No? I'm sorry, go ahead. What, what are you getting big eyes for? I'm getting big eyes because apparently they thought that How Much Mother get canceled to season one, and that was the end goal to have. Ted and Victoria? Yeah. Aww. That would have been. Aww. And I got, I'm assuming Victoria would have been Tracy, like the mother. Yeah. I, like, you know what? Oh, yep, 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 yep. Victoria would have saved in that mother. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's fine. So I guess that's why she comes back. That's that's fair. I fuck with it. Ah, breaking the fourth wall, I guess. <laughs> I fuck with it. Well, here's the thing, though. I, I can agree with what you said about, you know, not having that, that last wedding one. But my opinion, I think it's almost like Victoria. Not, I, I use this word plenty of times in the episode. That she's a stray. Only because if that doesn't happen, we don't get what Klaus said. I think what Klaus said was very potent, very powerful about yeah. About what he said, like, I'm not going to say that pronounce a German word, but basically, like, she's not my one true love. And, yeah. like, if you got to think about it, then she's not it. And, like, Victoria's great. She's wonderful. I can say that word. She's wonderful. wonderful. But she's not. Why are you pronouncing the W? W's are V's in German. But I'm black. So I All pronounce right. the W's. That's fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah actually, it is. Because, like, there's a basketball player, W A G N E R, of Wagner. I would say Wagner because, you know, ignorant. But Wagner. Shame on you. Uh, but yeah, bro, like, that that Klaus thing was very potent because, like, you can point at Klaus and you can point at uh, Jeanette. Jeanette obviously, like, okay, realizing I want to stop dating these fucking crazy chicks. I want to settle down. And Klaus being like... Like, like I loved her. We had a good I, time, but okay, we're know. about to get married, right. but I know that I'll know when it's the one. And while yeah. Victoria's close, she's great. She's wunderbar. Yeah. She's not it. Right. And that's such a strong and important thing to know when you're about to get married. Because I feel like people in relationships, especially when they fail, like when they get married, you knew the day of your wedding. Unless like, like I feel like everybody knows what's going to happen the day of their wedding. (laughs) 
And I don't mean like how the day will unfold. I mean how your marriage will unfold. Now, there are extenuating circumstances like he genuinely didn't start beating you until you got married. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> he never cheated on you once during your relationship, but he felt like he got a free pass once we said I do. I can see all of that being true. But whether or not this is going to be a long lasting till genuine till death do us part moment, you know the day of your wedding. There's no way. There's no way that you don't. No? Disagree, agree? I agree. I don't know. Cause like you you can't really tell the day that either one of you proposes to each other. It's an excited moment. It's kind of a little bit low stakes because you can still walk away. But when you're about to say I do, knowing that divorce is a long process, it's an emotional process, regardless of whether your financials are tied up together, you know when you're about to say I do. Mm-hmm. Like, is your heartbeat fluttering? Are you excited? Are you ner- nervous? Do you have cold feet? Anybody who has cold feet, they need to leave. Yeah. Because it's, it's not a thing. I, like, I think that's a literal lie that humanity has decided to tell each other. If you're experiencing cold feet the day of your wedding, get the fuck out of there. Run, bitch. You're not going to regret it. You're not. You're going to be like, oh, yeah, what if? But it's not going to be a genuine regret. But four years of marriage and realizing, oh, shit, I know I had cold feet. And this is why. Because, like, uh, what's happening? I'm not happy. I wasn't wearing socks that day. (laughs) (laughs) You know. I just, I don't believe otherwise. Well, here's the thing. I, I, I would agree with you 100%. Then I will have to go on the mindset of that there are multiple people out there for one person, right? Because, like... Oh, absolutely. Because put it, put it this way. I firmly believe that. So say if I like person A dating person A, right? Uh, cold feet. They run away. But the person B is no worse nor better than person A. But since I went through that situation the first time with cold feet, now I know I'm ready. They can just be the same exact person. But just... Time and place, right? And they live happily ever after marriage, right? That, I, I, yeah, I, I can totally see where you're coming from from that standpoint. But Ted, on the bright side, Ted does learn his lesson. Barney, not Barney, uh, Ross does not learn his lesson. He does. He does not. He, 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 he Ross deserved to suffer a lot more. He gets lucky, essentially, if I'm being honest, that Rachel decided to give up her career, which she should not or should not have. Now, maybe she didn't fully give up her career. She just gave up an excellent yeah. opportunity. Right. We don't really know. They don't give us a flash forward right. or any kind of thing. Like, where's Rachel at now? Is she designing things? Is she happy? Mm. Did she did she become a stay-at-home mom? And do they have more kids? Like, for Ross and Rachel, there was always going to be somebody who was sacrificing something. Mm. And that's not a love story. Right. That, that's... That's stupid as fuck. If something is right, nobody should have to sacrifice anything. No? Am I wrong? Sacrifice could be a long-term thing, too. It could be like, yeah. Like, like it could be a situation where like, hey, uh, we were dating. Yeah, we, we, we got pregnant. Uh, so I became the breadwinner. But then once everything was situated, you went back to school, you got your degree, and then everything is perfectly balanced now, right? You sacrificed giving up your dreams early on because of kid. Yeah. But obviously it worked out because later on. Yeah. Temporary sacrifices, that makes sense. It's just called compromise. It makes sense. Yeah, see. But for you to, at the end of your life, have something that you were prohibited from doing because of your significant other, fuck no. That's not not love. That's not realistic. That's not. 
Like you were with the wrong person if that's what you needed yeah. to do. I know, right? I don't know. No, that's all I do with you, bro. But yeah, man, so that's pretty much it for how much your mother. Yeah, I ain't got much more to say. Ted definitely goes on a journey. He definitely learns. And I think at the end of the day, sure, you can agree with not the Robin, you know, Tracy being dead. No, after no, but no. Tracy should not have died. (laughs) Tracy should not have died because we get, and this is what I want to talk about when we got to Tracy. Mm. When we find out that Tracy was one of Ted's girlfriend's roommates. Yeah. And... Like, at the end of that episode, when they're breaking up with each other, because, like, she's a grad student. Yeah, it's, it's like, a little gross to be dating your grad student. But, like, that wasn't his student. Like, she didn't take none of his classes. She was a grad student, a whole ass adult, and they were dating. Like, he's in a different fucking department. Mm-hmm. Um, fine, sure. But he goes to the apartment, and they're, like, on the fence about whether to end it or not. And he's just like, look, I know so much about you. I enjoy so much about you. And he picks up all the things that are her roommate's. That was the sign right there. <laughs> like, he is so, like, all the weird bits of yourself, someone should love all the weird bits of you. And that's what Tracy and Ted had. Now, we don't see it very much on Tracy's end of her loving the weird bits. We just see Ted being deeply and madly in love with every single aspect of this woman. And that's what he's been searching for for years. Mm-hmm. That's what Robin couldn't give him. Like, Got married, had a baby. She likes kids. She does all these other things. It's so cool. You should be that excited about your relationship. Right. And Ted and Robin just didn't do that. But Ted and Tracy, oh, Ted and Tracy, I wanted a whole season of them just dating and falling in love, and we just don't. Right. Yeah. They go over them. We got with sad moments. Like I never forget. Like the the one sad scene where it's like they're talking about something. Uh, I think they were retelling a story. Ted was retelling a story to Tracy about. Uh, Robin's mom possibly being there for the wedding. Yeah. yeah. And, and then she was like, what kind of mom will be there for her own daughter's wedding? And, and like, he looks over and his like, eyes are like very wet. Yeah. And was like, ugh. I mean, it's a bit we are. But yeah, <laughs> I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Like, like he's about to cry. Right. Because like... And I want to know in that moment, did she know she was dying? I think so. Yeah. yeah. Because she consoles him. Because yeah. he starts crying. He starts... Yeah. Now like... I thought, when I first saw this, now I think both were equally sad, but I originally thought that it was like a, 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 a fourth breaking stare that like she was never going to see Ted staring at her. Like, it was just like, what? It's like, like, like he's reliving this moment yeah. and looking at us, the audience, yeah, yeah, exactly. taking that fourth wall. Yeah. Yeah, I, I thought, just, just like, oof, oof. That moment is so, uh, it's devastating. <laughs> Like, yeah. That's why. That's why having children is so fucking terrifying. Yeah, very. You terrifying. don't know. You can't guarantee that you'll be there for their big moments. I know. Right? And I would never want to put another human being through that. Right. And like, if if I was twenty two and my mom was dead and she wasn't going to be there for my wedding, I don't think we would have gotten married. Right. I don't think that's a moment I would be able to endure, yeah. and I don't want. Any chance oh, no, I of a of a spawn of myself having to endure right. that? No, I, I would, I, and I would totally understand that honestly because that's such a deep fear, just disappointing other people for shit that's out of your control. Yeah. Ugh. But let's talk about what I think honestly is the best out of three shows, and uh, I would argue, man, I'm not gonna say the best out of the three in terms of the toxicity of the male white character. 
But JD is less toxic than Ted and Ross. But you know what it is? <laughs> JD's like unlike Scrubs. I mean, excuse me. Unlike How I Met Your Mother and Friends, I think not most, but a good chunk of JD's relationships will play for laughs. Yes. And like it wasn't until like later on in the show you can say, oh shit, okay. Alright, there's some steam here. There's a fucking theme. There's a some self-sabotage. There's some shit going on, right? Because otherwise, you know what it is? Because, like, I, I ain't gonna lie. You take away Ross, Ted, and JD's love life on each show, Scrub is still infinitely better. Way better. Because it's fucking basically... You don't have nothing to comic do house. without Ted. Like, comic house. Like a comedic version of house, right? Yes. I, I fucking love medical shows, right? Makes me wonder why I never got into... Uh, what's that shit? Grey's Anatomy? Yeah. You, should, you really should. Nah, I too, think you'd fuck with nah, it. That's too late for me. It's not. It's too late. It's really not. Number ten on the list, we have Nina. Oh Lord have mercy. I don't even really remember Nina. Oh, you remember Nina? Cause Nina, she was the malpractice lawyer, and like she. Don't they boink in the conference room? Possibly malpractice lawyer, and like she was trying to. I don't know if she was trying to get JD to like maybe do a risky surgery or on her father or something kind of nature, maybe. But she was like fake flirting with him. You know what I'm saying? And then like. There was one scene like, oh, I thought you said you didn't know how to flirt. Like, oh, I know how to flirt. She, like, licked her lips and he, like, fucking ran into the wall. Because, <laughs> like, and, like, I just think she's, she's basically, that relationship was basically there so we can get Jordan and Nina doing, like, their duel or whatever. Because, like, they're both, like, strong women, you know, get what they want. By the way, Jordan's not on this list, which is fine, but also, like, why well, this not? This is JD girlfriends. Yeah, JD, JD and Jordan bunked. Dude, she was not a girlfriend. They just fucked that Man. one time. If any of these girls are girlfriends, then they just fucked one time. <laughs> the Danny was a girlfriend. I like Danny. You Jordan's like, sister. Nah, no, nah, Danny, Danny was crazy, man. She was a smoker. Number one. I mean, that 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 is that's, that is zero for me, bro. Like smoking. Okay. Like, I just thought their relationship was cute. I don't know. I guess, but like. How did the relationship start? Did did it come from when uh, their their brother died? She was died? there to visit Jordan. No, okay, it was no. before that. Before that, okay. Yeah. Yeah, she was just there to visit Jordan. Mm. Right before the baby was born, something like that. Yeah, possibly. I don't know. It was really short. It didn't matter. It was very short because like she definitely had a vibe of like. Like, uh, like, yeah, JD, you're not enough man. Well, actually, I think that's exactly what happened. Like, you're not enough man for me. She wanted basically to, like, date, like, multiple dudes at once or whatever. She wanted to have, like, an open relationship. And she was very callous about what she wanted. And this is cool, right? But poor JD. He, he was too soft and was not ready for yeah, that kind of... Yeah, he didn't know how to handle that. Did not know how to handle that. Now, tell me this. Now, this is where shit started to get kind of real. Right. Oh, not chronologically, but just on the list. Number eight, we have Molly. Molly, she was, I forget what kind of doctor she was. She was, she was she, a psychiatrist. She was a psychiatrist, right? Now, she was, she was very pretty, very bubbly. Everybody loved Molly, right? You know what I'm saying? Go Ray Sunshine. Yeah, every, and fucking Cox and uh, Kelsa tried to break her, but didn't let her get broken, right? But come to find out, it was kind of, not really dark, but kind of like, huh. Okay, she only was attracted to the people that she could fix. That she could fix. Yeah. Munchausen, right? That's that's what it's called. No. No. No, not, not Munchausen. I don't know what it's called. There's, there's, there's a there's a there's a thing. I think Munchausen like we we savior syndrome. Like all you think always think something wrong with you or something like that. But yeah, savior syndrome. Yeah, pretty much. No, Munchausen is a disease where you make yourself sick. Ah, yeah, that's what it is. That's what it is. But yeah, she can only hypochondria is the one can, where you think something. She can only date people that are broken essentially. Yeah. And like, dang. Like, well, good thing for you, JD. You're not broken. You know, because she doesn't want you. She was, she was <laughs> not attracted to him. Right. But, damn, that, that was just crazy. Like, it, it makes sense, right? Because a bubbly personality is just like, okay, I'm going to be bubbly and happy. So, you know, 
you don't have to be. But JD finds themselves in these weird situations, and it's hard because at the end of the day, Scrubs is far more of a workplace thing right. than How Much Mother and, mm-hmm. and Friends, obviously, because that was more just literally like slice of life, it's a group of friends, let's right. see what happens. But ethically, I have to wonder how JD hasn't gone before multiple fucking committees <laughs> for fucking winding up being attracted to either a patient's relatives or the patient. Right. Like, what is this? Someone, like, you should be paying fines. Someone do something. <laughs> Someone do something. Nah, man. Like, like Tasty Coma Wife. Is she on this fucking oh, list? She's, she's like number five or six. Okay. Cool. But number seven, we have Alex. At first, I thought that was a chick. I don't remember her. I thought it was just, uh, I don't remember their origins, but I definitely remember their ending, right? You thought this was the chick that uh, didn't laugh? Yes. Yeah. That about the porch with. Correct. Yeah, but <laughs> it's the chick that uh she was an MRI she MRI machine for like a long period of time MRI and never machine. yeah never saw she got her. trapped in there or something. No, not or trapped. Or he would only like escort her to the machine. Yeah, like she would never see. She never saw her face for the longest time, yeah. right? And like asked her on a date, you know, pulled her out. She's very cute. It it went fine, but the at the ending was just like she was a drug addict. She, yeah. She addicted to the pills and like you know JD, rightfully so. I don't, I don't, you can't say people don't want to be saved, but if they're special, you can at least give the effort, right? He, he did it due diligence, at least, like... To try and get her some help. Yeah. But, yeah. You know. If she's not ready to admit that she has a problem, then there's nothing you can do. And as a doctor, like, right. you shouldn't put yourself in that kind of situation. Because mm-hmm. the, there's going to come a point in time where you can't save her. She'll either OD and you didn't get there at to- in time and you'll blame yourself and possibly ruin your career. Mm-hmm. Or you'll just get too, in- too invested because, like... She's causing herself harm, and you obviously have a, you swore an oath to do no harm. Right. So like, you can't be with her and and be complicit in this kind of behavior. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. Right. Yeah, it's crazy. But you mentioned her. The very next one, Jamie, tasty coma wife. Tasty right? coma wife. Number one, she's not that tasty. She's not. I mean, you know, your typical blonde, skinny, white chick of the early 2000s. Automatically hot, right? That's all you're going to do. you never understood. They got no boobs. They got no ass. That's what I'm saying. They got a flat belly and that's it. That's yeah. why I have a complex. Yeah, look, hey, look at yeah, man. If I, if I want to be real for one second, there are certain points of the show where low-key Laverne is the hottest chick on the show. All right. I'm just telling you right now. Laverne is sassy in a certain way. And you can say, oh, sh- sh- wait, is it Shirley or Laverne? Which one came first? Hmm? Shirley Laverne came Laverne first. Laverne came first. Laverne came first. For you guys who don't know, uh, when she not not dies, she does die in the show. She comes back at Shirley. She comes back at Shirley. All right, but no, like I don't know. There's something about sass, sassy women in the medical field that just like mm. get you going, huh? Huh? Like all right now. That's why you should watch Grey's Anatomy. Nope. Bailey's right there. Yeah. You ba- love Bailey. Bailey's fucked. This is what I know. She's just fucking mean. That's the difference between being. <laughs> She got the right to be mean. Like, you know what it is? Like, she in a male dominated profession. Like, you ain't a look, bitch. You ain't look, making that's it. That's what I'm saying. Look, look, like, I'm, I'm not, I'm not, uh, I'm not, what's the word? I'm not, uh, bashing women in positions of power that merely nominated by men. But that's different between a sassy woman who's like not on top compared to the sassy woman who is on top. You know what I'm saying? Like, you. Because, like, Bailey is very compassionate. There's more to her than her just, like, shitting on the interns. Oh, okay. Well, who deserve to be shit on. Oh, wow. <laughs> There to be shadow. Listen, the, they make some big ass fuck ups when they're interns, and right. she like their behavior reflects upon her. I'll be a bitch too. Like, right. why are you being so stupid? Why'd you unplug that man from that machine? Right. Why'd you do it? Right. Are you fucking kidding me? Like, do you want me to get fired? Like, I'm I'm supposed to be guiding you. Are you kidding me? Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. You gotta watch Crazy Man. Fair, fair I'm enough. It on. No, the uh, Tasty Coma Wife 
It, it, you just knew the relationship was going to end badly because, number one... Her, her husband's in a coma. If you want to talk about, you know, when is it okay to move on when a loved one is in a coma, that's a discussion for another day. Oh. It's, it's fine, whatever. But... You got an answer for me? Uh, I say five years. I don't know. I, like, they're in the coma for all those five years? Or, like... Yeah. Number one, I have one thing. I, I like... I'm, I don't. I don't ever want to be in a coma. Like if I'm in a for sure vegetative state and there's a like a very tiny percentage that I'm gonna wake up, pull the plug. Man, if you brain dead, like, that's, that's it. That's yeah. Like, don't try and keep me alive. No. Like, don't do that. I wonder what's the science behind that. Is someone who's in a coma? No, obviously people in a coma aren't brain dead because people wake up from comas all the time, right? Not. Well, I wouldn't all. say all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, all the time, right? But no, it happens. So I don't know what the science is behind that. So I would have to have a doctor. Talk. In that case, I think it's typically like. They fix what's medically wrong with you. You just haven't woken up yet. If that's the case, then sure. But if I'm literally brain dead, right. pull the plug. Right, like if waking up is not going to, you know, cure my ailment, you know what I'm saying? Then... Like the ailment's cured. They just haven't responded yet. Right. Anesthesia was too much or whatever, or they're just fucking asleep and their brain needs to process right. for the trauma that their body has gone through. Mm-hmm. Then yeah, keep me alive. Right. But... Yeah. If I had a brain injury and there's no coming back, yank that shit. Right, 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 right. Man, speaking of brain injury, sh- uh, that's a love and thoughts to, 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 to the football player Tua. Uh, I, I, I didn't watch football, but he had a concussion like last week. He came back, which I think he should have came back. Then he played again last night, and he like he got fucking dropped on his head. They had to carry him off in the stretcher. Like he like like it w- it wasn't a German suplex per se. That shit looked like it was a. I think it was just. A, this is why football shouldn't be a thing. Football, dangerous as hell. I don't know if you. It absolutely is. There, there was an article where a 16 year old boy just recently died, you know, from his injuries from football. Playing football, I'm like, man. I this country, like, I don't get it. I don't get it. it. Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, they have the chance to earn millions of dollars, sure, but you can literally be impaired for the rest of your life. Hey man, I'm gonna be a kicker. And you <laughs> risk that constantly. Oh. Do no. kickers immediately get off the field after their job is done? Yeah. Okay, then sure. I don't want to kick the ball. <laughs> no. Yeah, that's just fucking... And we glorify it. And and people idolize that shit. And it's not okay. Right. Right, right, right. But, yeah, I just want to bring that up. But, yeah, Jamie, Tate, the coma wife. That's the last one. This last guy. Like, shout out to JD for getting laid at... So the, is Lisa. So, shout out for getting laid at the funeral. I mean... I mean, yeah, I mean, but like everybody could hear you. The closet is not soundproof. Hey, it wasn't JD. I, I, I would take the coma. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Making all that 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 burpage. She probably didn't fuck with her in-laws. Probably not. But yeah, you mentioned Lisa, aka gift shop girl, mm-hmm. for laughs. Uh, another stopgap. When she comes, yeah, like it, it's a very brief thing. And then when she comes back later, she's like, "I didn't disappear. I got married." And you right. ignore anybody who's not single around. Exactly. You. I'm like, wow, JD's a little bit toxic. I mean, shout out to him for, you know, not lusting out the married woman. Fair. Fair. Ted couldn't keep it in his pants. Uh, he couldn't keep it. But uh, perfect segue. Talk about people who couldn't keep it in their pants. Kim is number four. Well, let me tell you. Like, I don't know. How- I couldn't Kim keep it in JD couldn't keep it in his pants. He was the first man. He kept it in his pants already. He was the first man in human history to get a woman pregnant without penetration. Uh, I mean, he's not the first. I, he's the first. Listen, documented. Listen. I don't understand. Before this happened, Glee, Glee was already out, right? I'm pretty, I'm pretty fucking sure. Uh, correct me on the timeline if I got it wrong. But in season one of Glee, 
the cheerleader Quinn mm. convinces Finn, yeah. which gross, Finn and Quinn. I, I ain't dating nobody where our names Ryan. Don't do that. Um, but yeah, she convinces him that because he jerked off in the hot tub, <laughs> she got knocked up when really he she fucked his best friend. Yeah, and tried to convince him All right. that it was because of the hot tub. But that shit, that, that, that that's just toxic. Like, like I don't, like I didn't watch Glee, right? But I, I, apparently, for understanding, like, obviously Santana was pictured as like the mean girl, right? But Loki Quinn was really the fucking Quinn is the villain. Yeah, she she completes her arc in season three though, and it's great. <laughs> I'm here for it. I like growth. And, you know, we were, we watched the Heather's twice in like the last month. Yeah, they like you can't snuff out of life because of what somebody does at seventeen. Mm-hmm. You, you shouldn't be judging people for their teenage mistakes. Now, granted, if they're going around and committing murders, uh, yeah, you should probably judge them for the rest of their life. Yeah, right. that's fair. But because, like, if they're homophobe at 17, doesn't mean at 34 they can't change their fucking mind right. or realize they were closeted the whole time. Right. Like, don't do that. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. All right. But, yeah, but back to Kim, though. There was nothing wrong with Kim, per se. Like, obviously, she got pregnant in the most inconvenient of ways, right? Yeah. But she lied about it. That's unforgivable. That that's on the same length as Ross lying about, you know, getting divorced with Rachel, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but he didn't want to be with her. That right? was isn't that what it was? He didn't want to have a baby though. Well he well, first off, he was, he was surprised and alarmed by the the, the pregnancy. But then she gets a job opportunity like two, three hours away. Right. And they try to do the long distance thing and she finds out that JD's not really happy with the long distance thing and she lies and says that she has a miscarriage because like she's never coming back to that area. She's right. never going to go back to the hospital. She's never going to see him again most right. likely. Like be free. Mm. Like you're unhappy in this relationship. Mm. Sure. Nah. But then she comes back because they're at a conference. She he finds out that she's still knocked up. Didn't right. have a miscarriage. Right. He missed out on months of the pregnancy, but he didn't miss out on the baby's life. That's right, different. Right. But yeah, her right. intention was to make him miss out on the baby's life. But maybe she would have had a different a change of heart before the baby was born. I don't know. I don't know. They, they had an opportunity to kind of get kind of very complex and dark. Not dark, just complex with the relationship. But then she immediately started dating Sean, which is like, okay, now Elliot's ex-boyfriend, right? The one that... Well, they couldn't get back together. After she had lied about the miscarriage. Well, no, I understand that, but like there, there was still arcs to be had. But like once she starts dating Sean, I'm like okay, ha, ha, I get it. They just switch partners, right? Like oh, that's funny, right? The dude that was in love with the seal, low key, you know what I'm saying? Is uh, dating JD's baby mama. Yeah. Crazy. But I forget who plays her. I forget her real name, but she's, she she does a great job fucking playing the crazy chick. Uh, Elizabeth something. Elizabeth. No, that's an author. I was Elizabeth Swan, but no, that's fucking from Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. Because <laughs> <laughs> uh, if I'm not mistaken, she fucking plays. She's a- in Hunger Games. She's in Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. That's who? The 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 mentor, uh, not the mentor, the the announcer chick. Is she? Yeah. What? All that make Elizabeth Banks. That's her name. Banks. Ah. Yeah, you didn't know. She's in something. She's in uh. Uh, the acapella movie was with uh, Pitch Perfect. Yeah, she's in Pitch Perfect. No, she's in something, and it may it may be a movie, maybe a TV show. I think it's a TV show. Is it? It may be a Modern Family, where she's like, where she's like the wild party girl, 
You know what I'm saying? And she possibly... I, I think it's Modern Family. I think she may be friends with... Uh, Claire? No. What's the... What's the uh, Mitchin... Mitchin... Oh, yes. Mitchin... She is on there. Mitchin... What's Cam. It? Cam. Yeah, Cam. Mitchin Cam. Yeah, yeah, yeah. she's on Modern Family. Yeah, so like... Yeah, she's something crazy. Fucking love her, though. But yeah. She's a great actress. Let's talk about the sister sisters. Yeah, man. Now, another situation with a main... It's not Tia and Tamara Mama. I know. <laughs> <laughs> they couldn't afford them. Let's clear that up. They couldn't. Uh, but yeah, not even one of them. Maybe S.S. Atkins, which is Loki the third sister. How did he meet Kylie? Oh, okay. I'll tell you how she met Kylie. Kylie was a patient of his, right? Again? But she had gonorrhea. But her boyfriend... Her boyfriend. Who also had gonorrhea. And he broke the... the... He broke the... He, I, he No, no, he did not break it. He, he did not break he it. He did not tell her anything. But she put two and two together. You know what I'm saying? Because she had gonorrhea. He had gonorrhea. Her co-worker had gonorrhea. You know what I'm saying? Gonorrhea can only be transmitted one way. It ain't by giving high five. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. That happened. Uh, so, they broke up. I mean, what a, what a terrible way to find out your, your significant other is cheating on you. Right. Like, that's, that's great, right? They broke up. And their relationship was very cute. Very adorable. Because you see growth here. Because she, she's not celibate. She's... Holding out for marriage? She's holding out for marriage or she's making JD work for it. Either way, no big deal. It's fine. She's making JD work for it because her boyfriend just fucked yeah, her yeah, and yeah. gave her an STD. Well, no, yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not saying, I'm not like chastising or anything. I'm just saying that's what happened. So when JD is finally about to get it, this is when he fucking finally gets on Molly. You would think it was, you would think it was Elliot that he fucks up with, right? No, this is when he finally gets on Molly and like he, like, he was going to hook up with Molly. But change his mind. Yeah. But then he decided to be the, the silver knight and tell Kylie, yeah, I'm so glad I left Mother Hook. I'll be with you tonight. And then he thought it'd be no big deal. Started arguing. Now, granted, tell me, how did you feel? Not about the situation, but how the TV show pre- decided to present. Literally, they argued inaudibly. We didn't hear any of the arguments. And we never saw her again. We just saw them, like, physically arguing, but it was just, like, JD voiceover talking about how this argument. How do you feel about that? Like, no closure? You okay with it because she was just a, just a girlfriend of a couple episodes? Yeah, it didn't matter to me. None of these none of these breakups really matter for me unless they've, like, been around for, like, a season or at right. least half a season. I would just like to have heard what the argument was about because, like, I'm thinking to myself, okay, obviously cheating is wrong, right? He didn't cheat, but the intent to cheat still cheating, whatever, right? But... How was he going? Because he seemed very angry. Like, the other, like, like, bro, what are you going to be angry about? Like, what, yeah, like, I'm like, how are you possibly sitting there justifying this? I don't know. It, it, I feel like they did it because they knew that there was nothing JD could say. Right. So why have us listen to the argument? I don't like, know. The viewers know he's in the wrong. Right. He's probably, like, arguing, being defensive. And if we had heard that argument, maybe we would have liked him less. Right. Now, tell me this. Now, is there any merit to... Now, granted, it's your body, your choice, right? If you don't want to give it up on first, second, third, or maybe 15th date, fine. But JD obviously was looking to get some, right? So that's why he went over to the Molly House situation. So if if the, if the words audibly would have came with his mouth, like, oh, like, you fucking make me wait all this goddamn time. Oh, I lose so much respect for him. Yeah. Just because that's a shitty-ass thing to do. However, what is not shitty is being like, hey, I know you're not ready to have sex with me. Let's make this more casual and we can see other people and still talk to each other. Most people are open to a fucking conversation as long as you are adult about it and not lying or doing all like, 
adult, open, and honest. Be right. mature and honest and have these conversations with your partner, and it might fucking surprise you. Right. Like, I have no I have no interest in the sexual aspects of our relationship. Let's see other people. Sure. <laughs> sure. 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 Like, I'm gonna say, like, you were clear and honest about it. Right. I'm gonna say yes. Right. Because, like, I ain't trying to fuck you. I just, like, like a warm body they hang out and watch Netflix with. Like, that's all we're ever gonna be. Damn. You can go have sex with other people. Sure. Easy peasy. Easy, easy fucking peasy. peasy. Easy peasy. Super easy. Bam. I want you to know, podcast listeners and Brian, <laughs> it's a hypothetical conversation. This was not giving me you, me giving you a pass. A pass. A whole pass. Just all saying. Right. Just saying. Good movie. Owen Wilson. Uh, big buddy. I think. Let's get to JD and Elliot. Oh, wait, you want to skip over Julie? The one that could have been. The one that got away. I don't... Listen, I don't have much stake in JD and Julie. I mean, they bought a Porsche together. I don't care. That was weird. They were very... Their whole relationship was weird and freaky. Exactly. That's all the great. It's not. There was no substance. It was just them being weird together. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> we have substance. Yeah, you couldn't see audience, but I gave her the... the yeah. But anyway, um, yeah, they're just very quirky together. Obviously, they weren't going to last because we've seen this song and dance before. You know what I'm saying? She's going to be the girlfriend before they get back together with the girl in the beginning. You know, typical sitcom nonsense, right? But how did it end, bro? Like, it ended because I don't think it was just a... Uh, I don't remember how they broke up. They broke up because he wanted to be more serious. He and want- she wasn't ready for it? Like, I, I think he, mis- my opinion, he mistook her saying, oh, that's funny, like, you know, being all bubbly as, like, her not taking the relationship seriously, right? Oh, okay. It's like, like, like for instance, I'll use myself as an example. I'm a funny guy. I like to have fun. I'm, I'm, I'm very goofy and shit. But that doesn't mean you can't have a serious conversation with me. I know how to get serious. I know how to talk about the serious topics, you know what I'm saying? When it comes down to relationship, finances, uh, professional, whatever, whatever the case may be. And I guess JD felt like... Uh, she could never have that aspect. Yeah. Also, you can see there's a situation where, like, he's, that's just an excuse he made to basically get back to get back with Elliot. Because, like I said, I'm pretty sure she... But they don't get back right after that, do they? Well, they don't, they, don't, they don't ever get back together because they get together to flash forward. And they kind of, sort of get together. Kind of, sort of. But mainly the flash forward, you know. Um, I but, thought Julie came before Elliot and Keith. Possibly. Time was kind of murky, but... She was he was the she was the closest thing that he got to uh to you know, a guess, happy ending. Happy ending, right? Yeah. But speaking of happy ending, by the way, you see the fucking picture of Elliot? Like bro, like, like why is she staring at me so hard, right? I don't know. Those eyes are so I, fucking blue. I know, right? She's also a chick who voices Beth. Beth. <sighs> Brian hates Beth. <laughs> From Rick and Morty. I hate Beth for a number of reasons. <laughs> no, it's not just the one. Like you don't like the way she treats Jerry. I don't, I, like, I don't like the way she treats Jerry. And like... I think she treats Jerry she, fine. His perfectly sums up. She wants people to pity her for fucking marrying this quote-unquote idiot. But at the same time, she has no problem demeaning this quote-unquote idiot. You can't have it both ways. You can't have it Either you want to be sorry for your ass or just call you a coward, bitch. What do you want? I don't know. And like, yeah. And she's totally loose with saying like, yeah. You were an accident, Summer. And like, like, listen. I, I, and you would think with with muffins, 
issues, <laughs> she would have a problem with a character who callously calls her child an accident or a mistake or refers to her that way. And Muppet is, Muppet is conflicted. Muppet makes mouth sounds. <laughs> yeah, because listen, I want to be like, yeah, don't fucking tell your children that. But also, yeah, I get it. You you gave up a lot, but also like you, you still managed to be very successful. I think you're a strong character and all this yada yada shit. Maybe stop treating your children that way. It'd be nice. Stop yeah. making your problems their problems. That's pretty much it. Like it's almost like she's trying to get sympathy from somewhere. Like oh, you're trying to get sympathy because you thought about aborting me. Hmm. Okay. Like, bitch, you should have did it. Yeah. Go, go do it. Like go and fucking do it. Right. Awesome. Go be a space pirate. Right. But Elliot and JD. Elliot and JD. Do they have the best on again and off again out of the three? I don't like on again off again relationships. Another trope I don't fuck with. Well, this is this episode about because I don't. I know. I think they do because I think out of all of them, out of Ted and Robin, out of Ross and Rachel, I think JD and Elliot genuinely grow the most as individuals. Alright. They they have things outside of each other that define them. Alright. And I think it's very clear. Elliot could have had a successful relationship outside of JD. She was very close to it. Uh-huh. It just didn't happen. Right. Because she had regerts. <laughs> Which, like, yeah, if you have cold feet, call the wedding off. And, right. Like, I understand people will be disappointed in you, but don't say I do just because you're afraid of what other right. people will think. I, I think, honestly, with J.D. and Elliot, it's the only one of the three where Elliot, and the, Elliot in the end didn't have to sacrifice to be with J.D. We all, yes. We already mentioned Ross and Rachel. And honestly, you can say, oh, Brian, what about... Oh, Tracy obviously passed away, so she can't count. And we want to talk about Rachel... You want to talk about, excuse me, uh, Ted and Robin. Robin basically had to fail in her marriage for them to be together. Like, from obviously from a, from a literal standpoint, because, no, no. Yeah, no. because obviously Ted and Robin could have never been together if Robin and Barney were still married. Yeah, but also from like a, you go from, okay, I want kids, I don't want kids, that angle. My career is everything to me. She to, never once changes her, minds about, changes her mind about wanting kids. Right. She never does that. I know. She just, it was just devastating to find out that she couldn't. Yeah, everything had to go wrong for her, basically, for her to be right for Ted. Being told yeah. she can't have kids, for her marriage to fail, for her job that she's basically worked hard for. Now, it's different. Like, obviously, you can say, oh, well, well, no, you know what? No, I would say her her, 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 her rise and her struggle is more impressive than Rachel. Yeah, sure, she was a waitress. Oh, absolutely. You can say she was a waitress and became, you know, very high in the fashion field, but at the end of the day, you know, she's, she's rich, right? Well, you, you can't, that can't escape your mind. But like, as soon as her parents die, she's inheriting a fuck ton of money. Right, but... Yeah, you look at Robin, you know, can, can, uh, Canadian immigrant. Now, granted, isn't she also low-key rich, too? Because her dad was like, fuck yes. Okay, but we're not talking about that. <laughs> her dad wanted her to be a boy. Uh, that was the whole thing. whole funny, ha-ha-ha type shit, right? But she got the career she wanted. She just kept elevating and elevating. That wasn't enough. She, Like I said, told her she couldn't have kids. Her marriage got ruined. Her career was always enough. Huh? Like, she, she got a job at a small-time news station. Yeah. She wanted to be a worldwide famous news reporter. Yeah. So, in a sense, it wasn't enough. But once she got to worldwide news, she was settled in what she wanted and she, then went outside of her career to find more happiness. Right. And that's how she gets with Barney. Right. And then she gets more success and she becomes globally famous and does all those things and realizes that, yeah, I still want more happiness outside of myself. I just wasn't going to find that with Barney. Right. I think, and we don't see this very much in How I Met Your Mother because we don't see much after the reveal of the mother being dead. I think Robin really stepped up once Tracy passed away mm-hmm. 
and played a really oh, well, big yeah. part of Ted's kids' lives because, right. like, they lost their mother. Right. I'm never going to replace her, but I can be there for them for the moment. Right. Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I, I think it was it was shown because the kids are teenagers, so yeah. they're of age where they understand all this kind of stuff, right? But in my opinion, kids pick up on things, right? Um, they would not have, not saying they wouldn't have been okay with him going out to Robin, but not only were they okay, they were like encouraging, like, it's obvious that it's he. Blatantly obvious. Right. And like, for, she had to have been there a lot for them to pick up on that. Yeah. Like, to be okay with it and for it to be obvious, right? Two things had to happen. But I said, I was saying about the career situation. Like, sure, she could have, in the end, she got the career she wanted. But do you think, looking back on it, you can say, you know what? I'm happy that I ended up with Ted. But, man. Me going for my career, like what if she never got back? No, what if she never got back with Ted? You think she looked back and said, like, you know what? Me achieving what I want to in my career cost me a marriage. You think if she never got with Ted, she never regrets on that? Regrets on that? Mm-mm. I think we'll just never know. But my opinion, that, that that's why I'm saying like she had to like quote unquote fail to get with Ted, just from a romantic standpoint. That's what, that's what we're arguing, right? Uh, obviously, uh, Elliot. No, I think Robin's genuinely one of those people, like, where if she was alone, she'd be perfectly happy. She achieved what she wanted to achieve. Marriage and kids was never a part of her long-term plan, Mm. especially when she found out that she couldn't have kids. So, like, it's going to be pretty, it's going to be harder to find someone who will love you and accept that you can't have children with them. I think. So you just make your peace with that and move on. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I was saying about Elliot, it's like she got her private practice. No, no, not her private practice, but she works in private practice, right? Yeah. So she gets to make do the same job, same job, job, less hours, set schedule, makes more money, right? So and she doesn't no longer needs the approval of her father, right? You know, typical fucking blind people problems, you know. So she makes it on her own. Sure, she had a failed marriage, but like it wasn't because anything about her career. She didn't have to sacrifice. It was simply because. They weren't like, ready for each other. I, I, I wasn't ready for you, right? So it wasn't like she failed. It's all everything she won by realizing not wasting my time, right? So that's what I'm saying. Like that's why I feel like it was the best out of the three because obviously you can say we're following JD, you know, and Ross and uh, Ted as our protagonist, but we're adults here. We want everybody to be equal profit, right? We don't. We don't want. We don't want to clearly. This is not the fucking old school '80s and '70s sitcom where clearly everything has to fall in the male husband protagonist's way, right? No, 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 no. It has to be kind of equal with it, right? But let's talk about the timeline. They fucking it's these fucking two, right? Because they start off as like nerdy, fresh out of medical school, don't know shit, not ready for the weird world type stuff. You know, awkward, quirky love, right? I don't forget where exactly Elliot gets his confidence. Not, not, not saying like how dare she, but like there's a moment in the episode where like she changes her hairstyle and she like starts wearing like clothes. One particular episode, she it's like after they sleep together for the first time, right? I don't know. Like she gets this confidence. Cause I remember she like wears like a new top, like a new hairstyle. She's fucking wearing like lip gloss and like you know they give her the whole slow motion boob bouncing treatment. You know what I'm saying? She comes and solves like a big case or whatever. Um, but she like gets like a dynamic shift in her confidence, which is good because she wasn't sure what she wanted with JD, and she also wasn't confident in her job. And those two things do not mesh together, right? So she becomes confident in her job, confident in what she wants. And I like how they how she was towards the end. She wasn't callous, but she was a professional businesswoman. She was all about her career, but she was like like I said in a previous episode before. You gotta respect a woman who's independent, sure, but she has to be vulnerable to love. She has to be able to accept. 
love. And I ain't talking about like open the fucking door for me, rub my feet type shit, like you know what I'm saying, pamper me. No, no, no. I'm just talking about being able to, you know, just accept us a second source of fulfillment. You know, accept, yeah. accept that shit. Elliot, she was ready and willing. You know what I'm saying? That's why I appreciate that. But I think the biggest, like, oh my god, this is why I look at thought JD was the worst. Like. It doesn't compare to anything what Ross did or fucking Ted did. It's after, is at Carl and Turk's wedding. Yep. And JD, meanwhile, the whole time, he's been pining after Elliot, realizing that he has deeper feelings for her. Right. And he fucked it up by making her, ba- by, like, realize, by, in season one, saying that we don't work together as a couple, let's just be fuck buddies. Right. There was no chance of going back from fuck buddies. Right. But he was pining after her and pining after her and then decided all of a sudden. He didn't want her. I don't want this with you after making Elliot feel that way right, for him. Right, right, And also, if I'm not mistaken, this is before she dates Sean, right? This is after Sean. Oh, so so, so basically, he's you, you can say he's responsible for them getting, breaking up, maybe. Maybe I get that timeline wrong. But I definitely remember she, like, she basically... He gets feelings for her throughout her relationship with Sean, and at the end, she leaves Sean to be to give JD another chance. Right, and JD is just like, I don't want. No, I don't want this with you. Which is like, wow, it's wild. Just for him to turn around and be a dick to her when she starts fucking his brother. Now, granted, don't fuck your ex boyfriend's brother. Maybe, maybe don't do that. Don't dip in the same pond. Don't do that. But. You only want her when she's with other people. Yeah. And I don't know if he ever explicitly realizes that. Yeah. It, they just keep falling into the same pattern. Mm-hmm. As soon as Elliot is off the market, JD is all of a sudden in love with her. Right. And that's wild to me. <laughs> right, 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 right. Now, I could be wrong, but I think they, they do I think they do end up together in the end because remember where there are the janitor and ladies' wedding, right? Yeah. They're together. The whole thing, like, oh, I love you more than Turk, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. I think they never break up from that point on. They don't. So, they're both available. They get together, yada, 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 and they they realize this is what they want. But I think you bring up a good point. Like, he only really wants her when she's not available. And, like, I think he needed that growth. He definitely needed that growth. Because Elliot... He needed to go through everything that he did with Kim right. and with Julie in order to realize... I keep putting myself in a bad way. Right. The only thing consistent about me is that I have feelings for her until I convince myself that I don't. It's never that I convince myself right. that I have feelings for her. Right. Is that I'm always lying to myself and telling myself that this isn't what I want. Right. When it is. Right. So he has to have a son and realize <laughs> that like this is what unconditional love is. Huh. This is something that I feel and this is something that I feel for an adult woman that is similar to right. this. I'm going to love her no matter what. Right. It's I'm the one who keeps hurting this relationship between the two of us mm-hmm. and shoving these things down when really it's a very similar unconditional love. Let's be together. I'm stop dicking around. I'm be mature about it. Stop all these crazy weird ass expectations of a whirlwind romance and falling in love so fast and so quick and so deeply when really all you need is consistency. Mm-hmm. And she's been so consistent in my life, regardless of how I've hurt her. Right. Let's be together. It's beautiful. Yeah. I would definitely say so. They address the toxic parts of one another. Mm-hmm. And they uh, honestly handle that in like one episode where they're just sitting in the coffee shop, I think. 
it, it's something it's right after dr kelso retires and he's just like you know i keep seeing you two together are you back together and they're just like no and they're just like wait maybe we should be and then they that's how they proceed to start dating mm-hmm. it's just a very adult reasonable relationship i fuck with it right, right. jd and elliot are the best one out of the three yeah like i said at the end they it, it's also you don't really get to see ted or ross grow like no you can make an argument for friends obviously it's just like for instance we always say dragon ball z is like you know people say oh so much shonen anime is uh based off dragon ball z yes but dragon ball z never nor will ever have the character arcs and the storylines that are like morally great morally complex like we do now it just it was just not of a time you you needed hands you needed hands and animations back then we need more than that now right yeah we need consequences for these actions because right. while we understand that shonen is aimed towards young young people ages like 12 to 18 mm-hmm. we the storylines they create put them in adult situations right. and for you to have your your protagonist not be mature enough to handle it or have the consequences not matter because you think they're too young to 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 experience death like this looking at you spoiler alert my hero academia like it's unrealistic for the time period if you want to tell a shonen story sure make it happy-go-lucky make it easy but don't give us these mature themes and then give us characters who are unable to handle right right absolutely or to unable who are unable to handle the consequences of their actions Mm -hmm. because honestly let's talk about season two of my hero academia uh, like not really spoilers that shit came out years ago Edith should have been expelled Expelled for the thing he did with uh, go for going after Stan. He should have died, but sure, expelled. Yeah, but sure, he yeah he should have died. He should have died. Yeah, him and his brother both should have died. And 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 if you don't want to kill him off, then have him be expelled because he broke the rules. All right. There were very clear rules for him to follow. He broke them, and he neither faced lifelong consequence. He doesn't face any serious consequences. If anything, he gets stronger. <laughs> like, you just rewarded him for bad behavior. And you can't tell that message to children. What? Because right. these are people... It's my hero. They want to put their lives on the line against people who quite literally want to kill them. And have no, like, qualms with doing it. Dobby will happily take Shoto's life. And you're telling me he's going to walk out of this fight unscathed? With no scars? Sure. Oh, I have scars on the inside. Shut the fuck up, Shut I'm up. I'm looking why Dobby and Shoto are fighting. What's their beef? <laughs> they got beef. That's all you need to know. I'm just saying, listen, season six starts tomorrow. Yeah, I know, it starts tomorrow. I'm excited. I'm not excited. I'm excited because they're they're telling us that they're not fucking around the pacing. Hey, man, look. They told us that we're not getting a recap all episode. Right, we're jumping straight into it. Okay. We will see. We will see. I have faith. I don't. Even <laughs> though I firmly believe that My Hero Academia is not that great. Hey, because they are unrealistic in the stories they are trying to tell. I'll t- okay. Like, show me X-Men and tell me that... Ain't none of the Brotherhood are dying. None of none of Xavier's school for gifted kids are suffering any lasting consequences for their behaviors. Are you kidding? Like that's so lame. The that's so the boring. most PG and non consequential thing that happened in X Men is Xavier getting paralyzed, and that shit ain't really inconsequential. Like, like, it's not. Like, it's a lifelong consequence for his. And not just Magneto's action. And not, not not just paralyzed. Magneto fucking caused it. Yes. 
that's that's the stories we want, boys. But but all like I was saying, and to get if back, none of the black bulls die in the Spade Kingdom. I will be disappointed. Ah, uh, we'll see, we'll see. I, I gotta consider this show is older. Well, no, black, black Clover. It's right now. <laughs> it, it is, but it didn't start right now. It's not like JJK. No, it's starting like, like 2017, 2018. Yeah, that's like so long. That's like eternity. <sighs> it feels that. But anyway, I'm saying it right here, right now. Outside of Blue Lock, because I have no interest in watching it. Outside of Blue Lock, My Hero Academia will be the worst out of the four in October anime. I'm saying it right now. It's going to be in this order. It will be Chainsaw Man. What? It's going to be... Wait for it. Five seconds. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Chainsaw Man. Bleach, My Psycho, My Hair Academia. No, no, no you, you forgot one. I didn't forget what I did. Spy Family. I'm looking forward to Spy Family. It's going to be great. But I don't consider that only, that's be- fair. only because it came out earlier this year. Yeah, that's Bleach fair. is like, I mean, fucking, there are people literally. Bleach is 10 years in the making. Literally, you were probably in hype. Not, not you personally, but like. People are like, oh yeah, I was in middle school, you know what I'm saying, playing Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And all of a when sudden, Bleach started? Yeah, yeah. I was in sixth grade. And now, now, bam, I'm trading real cards, real stock, and my stock broke. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Literally. I was in sixth grade when Bleach first started airing, and now I'm a librarian with a master's degree. Fuck off. You know what I need to do? Like, do, like maybe RDC, they do like a like interview, like, so Mark, tell me, what, what were you when each of your first to Hollow? Was Bleach 2006 or 2004? I don't know, but like, yeah, Mark, so wherever you meet you go first in the hallway. Yeah, man, I was a young buck, you know what I'm saying? How, like, uh, you know, you're just me, me and Alf, you know what I'm saying? Uh, There's nothing but us two. His name's Alf. Whatever, you know he is. <laughs> Alf is the, the, the <laughs> alien boy. You know what I'm saying? It was just us two. And it's uh, like, you know, being here, being here today, I gotta have my own convention where each of what the fuck shit up? Boy, we come along. You know, like like interviews like that type of shit, right? And that second chord better be coming out before DreamCon. It's like, where were you when fucking Eisen, uh, I don't know, got out the chair? Like, listen. Something so small. A sophomore in high school. Like, bro, like, I never, it's going to be so hype because, like, you're not a wrestling fan. If I can, when Linda McMahon came out the chair, because she was living in a coma for, like, all those months. She, yeah. <laughs> It's a weird storyline. She was kayfabe in a coma, and fucking Vince McMahon was fucking around with Trish Stratus, like in front of her. And then like uh, Stephanie McMahon, her daughter, conveniently forgot to give her 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 her, her coma medicine that day. So when she went, when, oh my god, when he was fighting Shane McMahon at WrestleMania, she got up from her chair, crawled like ah, she fucking just kicked him in the dick, and the girl like. Ah. Like yeah, see. You've been putting your wife in a coma. Listen. Yeah. That does not age well. I it don't. I ain't gonna lie. It really it, don't it, age well. I ain't even gonna tell you that he made sure Charlotte broke like a dog, but there it is. Yep, doesn't age well. Alright, anywho. No, I did. Well, that's been our discussion of weird ass, random ass, toxic white male leads in sitcoms. So I think um, white males in general, apparently. <laughs> honestly, yeah. We didn't even talk about Leonard from Big Bang Theory. We'll save it for Leonard is not. Leonard gets too big for his britches. We're not gonna talk about it right now because we're over two hours and I'm gonna stop. Oh, damn, over two hours? Okay. Yeah. Um, so I've been Muffin. I've been Brian. And this has been the Blur Buffet Podcast. Give us five star reviews wherever you can review us. I think that's only on iTunes and Spotify right, right. now. Um, tell your friends and family about us. Get me more viewers, please. Follow us on Twitter at So Very Unrelated and at Blur Buffet. I've been Muffin. That's been Brian. Bye. Blur Buffet Podcast. You said earlier you were two funny niggers. Okay. I know. I know. <laughs> All right, bye. <laughs>